What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on his YouTube channel. And welcome back to the internationally known Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one. A.K.A. Mr. Coachalini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Stradamus. And you're in the desert storm bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. The whole effing show. The CEO, Niggero of Fixes Binds, LLC. The unbinder, the undebatable, the undisputed best entertainment here on YouTube. Also, Mr. Third Leg Greg, Senior Gregorio Greybeard, also known as the Mr. No Trabajo, No Trabajo himself. Also, the man with more nicknames than anyone in the game, the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the Chocolate Confucius, the Black Moser, the Black Moses, the Deliverer, and all of that. And I'm also known as CGAC God Allah. The King Milk Dud and the 10 time demonetized champion of YouTube. All right. With all that to say, I humbly present to you your, your benevolent monarch or your benevolent monarch. I'm a humble king and all of that. And we got a great show for you lined up to today for today. Why women only want winners. We have a woman that's going to explain why women don't want to build no mo. All right. They don't want to build no mo. Nope. With you dusty, rusty, crusty-ass ninjas. All right, and I know you guys want you a traditional girl, and you want a girl that's yours, all yours, but I come in here with a little bit of doom and gloom, and I'm trying to warn you ninjas. Uh Uh-oh. I'm trying to warn you ninjas of how these women are thinking today. They ain't trying to build with you no more. Now, of course, we say in general because there's always going to be an exception to the rule. There's always going to be an outlier, and there's always going to be a poor low self-esteem, poor-minded, poverty, overweight woman that will take you as you are, indeed. But we're, we have a woman here. They're, they're expressing themselves, and I always bring these clips to you just so you can see what the mind of the woman is when they are speaking, not in front of you, but they're speaking to their own people. And, yeah, she said, man, we're not building with these ninjas. Women aren't supposed to build with ninjas. All right, when I say ninjas, I mean all of you. I don't care if you white, black, red, yellow or brown from the boogie down productions yes we don't care what color you are you still a ninja over here but you dusty rusty crusty ass ninjas want you a traditional woman but these women are saying i'm traditional but i ain't building with you mm. <laughs> all right why in fact why in fact are they doing this and why is it in fact you have an aging group of women that are saying they still want the winners. All right, they walking around like, I want the winner. I want not Mr. No Trabajo. I want me a winner. I'm entitled to a winner. And if I don't get a winner, I can do bad all by myself. We got that going on here. Also today, we got Doom and Gloom CGA. If you thought I was Doom and Gloom, wait till you get to this segment here. This segment is going to be interesting for you. And if you have a if you have a weak heart, this Doom and Gloom segment is not for you. This doom and gloom segment is not for you. And as you know, I choose the doom and gloom segment to highlight the fact of where we're going. I'm the prognosticator, Coach Stradamus. Where are we going 
in the world? Where's the world going? Well, I'm going to tell you where the world's going. New, 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 new world order. Uh, they are in control. They got us by the balls. The short hairs, if you will. All right, and we feature economic news, a little bit of political news. Stop bringing political, I know. A little bit of political news, a little bit of economic news, an economic forecast for the year. And I'm going to tell you guys, Ninja, you better tighten up your belt. Ninja, you better tighten up your belt. Shit is about to get left. Yeah, it's about to get left. You about to get left out here. Doom and gloom. Special segment. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We have a quick game or hit of hit it or quit it. All right. And KT King. Where's KT King? KT King, you'll love this hit it or quit it. KT King going to be starving at this hit it or quit it. Yeah, that brother's starving. We have a famous celebrity going monk mode, proving that once again, you must establish yourself in a healthy monk mode period. In order to win, meaning monk mode, meaning not chasing ass, no chasing skirts. We have a prominent celebrity that is now highlighting abstinence in monk mode as to focus in the direction that he wants to go. The importance of not chasing ass and skirts. We have him coming up. We have um, we have uh, extreme uh, polyamory. And for something else, I don't know what happened here. I don't know what, what happened here. I must have forgot to put up one of my slides, but we'll do it live. Anyway, to contribute to the day show, dollar sign, the Notorious CGA. On the cash app, Bimo is Coach Greg Adams TV, and PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And yes, you can super chat on the new, Notorious new, CGA new, new channel. All right, let's get into the day show. Let's get to the earlier contributors. By the way, Van Glorious. All <laughs> right. And this is protected by the red, the black, and the green. With the key, you sissies. All right, anyway, Albert Wesker says, devil's advocate. Why they get with Pookie then? Uh-oh, Pookie. I guess that's related to the topic. You're saying, why do why women only want winners? And you're saying, why they get with Pookie? That's interesting. But uh, but, but, but you're too ahead of me. You're, you're far ahead of me. I might describe that a little bit later. But uh, you might not understand. Well, I'm sure you understand. You're playing the devil, devil's advocate. But Pookie represents something in a unstable, barbaric society that might not be a loser pros- prospect at the moment. Now, he ultimately probably ends up a loser. But you have to understand, a woman goes through a certain phase. Almost all women go through a certain phase. And this phase will establish that Pookie is not the loser. It's y'all that's the loser. I mean... <laughs> At that point, Pookie is the winner, <laughs> right? You might, not, you might not agree with it. You might not see it. But at that point, Pookie is the standout, all right? And, and in, in any point, Pookie would be the one that would probably come out alive in many circumstances, all right? So he is the Pookie at that point in time, and they're with the Pookie. At that age, they're the standout, all right? So uh, you are, who else did she got the pick from? The science experiment guy, the smart guy. The guy that's nondescript, the guy that's not in any yearbook pictures, other not you're in the uh, Glee Club, maybe the athlete, possibly. Pookie, Pookie's the standout at that particular moment in time. All right, so um, anyway, they, they call it a bad boy phase for something, for a reason. And all women go through a little bad boy tingle. All right, but uh, yeah, in the long run, it's not a good decision. Then they want an Idris Elba. But at that moment in time, all right, what do they got? A bunch of beta males. So anyway, the, yeah, the president of the chess club, 
the ninja that ain't going nowhere playing uh playing Nintendo uh Nintendo 64. The good guy? Yeah. At that moment in time, although in in retrospect, the Pookie is the loser for all intents and purposes, but at that time, he's the standout. There's not many people that stand out ahead. He's the most dangerous. By the way, what was that one woman's name? Carrie Hilson? Some women still be going for that type of guy because he's dangerous. He's dangerous. But yeah, man, on the over, don't bet Pookie on the over. The under, he's good. All right. All right, shout out to Steven Weiss. And I'm going to give you a co-sponsorship because you definitely got a lot to say here. You're making me read all of this shit. He says, Happy New Year, CGA, after helping my ex and giving her money on top of child support and paying her cell phone bill, she requested a review for child support. <laughs> She'll get another 400 to 700 bucks, yes, due to my salary doubling since 2017, and now I'm getting another pay raise and got another bonus last year. She has a pre-child hearing today. She does? It sounds like you do, too. And I'm hoping she gets the book thrown at her. Oh, okay. He says, I learned my lesson. My veins are ice cold. She could have just asked me for money outside of the court. Fortunately, my finances are good, and she'll need me before I need her. She's facing three counts of felony child abuse for driving 104 miles an hour in a 70-mile-an-hour zone in Virginia. This case has been, uh, been going on since last April, and he says, screw her with the F word. She gets $4,900 tax-free and still can't manage her money. So she runs back to the court. You were right. My life is getting better and hers is getting worse. Since our divorce in 2020, thanks, CGA, I was a hopeless romantic. Now I'm just going to be cold as ice. Sorry for all the messages. And he says at the bottom also, Coach, I let her use my Netflix account. I changed my password. I froze my daughter's debit cards because she was uh, she has been withdrawing money from their accounts that I give them for allowance. Indeed, man. Hey, man, you got to take a hard line when you're dealing with divorce. A lot of guys take this. You don't play hardball. And essentially what happens is you think she's going to play softball with you because you're playing softball. Oh, no, Ninja. Hey, um, a divorce is a lawsuit. A divorce is mean to destroy you in every means. Okay, they're meant to leave, leave you on the side of the road dying. Unfortunately, this is basically for women when they do these things. It's basically financial suicide for her. All right, because what she's going to do is she's pretty much uh, burning a bridge that is only the only bridge of sympathy that she has remaining. And so as she goes through this, she doesn't realize, and women don't have vision and foresight, she doesn't realize that she's going to need you more than you need her. And, of course, as she ages and your child ages and gets to a point of adulthood, you're her only lifeline in many, many instances, certainly when she gets past the age of 45. If she does not treat you very well, um, she's not going to have many people to reach out to past that. Her parents are probably going to be dead or at least have one foot in the grave. So there's no more lifeline there. Many of her siblings are probably going to be in a position where they gave up on her. Your kids probably now are not going to be able to financially support her. So if she kept things a little bit more you know, amicable, she might be able to use you as a financial lifeline, but yet her desperation and her willingness to not prepare is putting her in this situation to use you. And I have a woman here that's getting a divorce. You're going to see the usury live and in living color. This is putting her in a situation where she's going to kneecap herself, and that's what's going to be. This is it for her. Uh, so you guys got to be a little bit more 
um, lethal with your dealing with women in these divorce courts. Let them hang themselves. Yes. Yes, when they sue you, and yes, child support is a lawsuit. They're suing you for child support. Um, a divorce is a lawsuit. It's litigation. It is a lawsuit. They're suing you. Um, this is warfare, and you must treat all lawsuits as warfare, meaning that you take no prisoners in a lawsuit. You guys think divorce is not a lawsuit. You think divorce is not suing you. People don't compare being ch child support as a lawsuit. It's a lawsuit, and you got to be colder than uh, the middle of the winter uh, when you're dealing with them. All right, so anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, they play, they, they're playing their situation because of desperation, but that's neither here nor there. We don't want to get too sidetracked here. Thank you for sharing your story. And uh, many men like you will realize the truth when you roll the dice. This ninja rolled the dice. What, when, did, when did you marry her? <laughs> and you're already dealing with this bullshit, and you will continue to deal with this as long as your children are underage. Hey, shout out to Brown 310 says, shout out to the coach, gang, gang. Gang, the contractor says, morning, coach. Last night's dream made me realize I'm a master pookie. Beta simp. God dang out there. Trying. All right. Kevin, the software tester says, at work, they ask, they are asking my pro to post selfies with their work. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? They're asking, they're asking, I don't know what your pro is, but maybe your professions, I'm not sure, your professionals, to post selfies with their work. And he says, BFFS, he says, because uh, we are back in the office and the normies immediately jumped on it. He says, another reason why I'm thankful for you, coach. Ah, that is weird. Posting selfies with your work. What, what is going on here? <laughs> like, what in the world? This is weird. AC says, do you think there's a link between general attractiveness of a particular race's women that directly proportional, that's directly proportional to the men's prominence, dominance, and value because of competition and evolution. Interesting. That is a very, very, very specific question there. But um, I think so, yes. <laughs> All right, I think so. Um, have you ever noticed this, right? Have you ever noticed this? Let me let me put some. Have you ever noticed this? I was I was watching a video. This might not answer the question. But in our world, certain things and certain uh, uh, markers of attraction stand out in a more prominent. In fact, that this might not exist as a standout feature in another culture. And the reason I'm going to bring this up is kind of to touch on that. If you find an attractive Asian woman, right, that looks like the beauty standard of what dominant men would pick in America, but she's in a hovel in Asia where her that doesn't stand out or there's a limited amount of men financially that can support that woman. You guys know where I'm going with this. But let's just say white men look for a, a, a prominent white male or a upper middle class white male will go over to a poverty impoverished culture like Eastern Europe or Asia, pluck out a woman, bring her here. She was in poverty over there. She had no men. She had no men that could take her and support her. She had no men that looked at her like a prize. Even if they did, they could do nothing about it in terms of competition. If they did, and that woman doesn't realize that she's, a like she has dominant features. Even Ethiopian women at some point in American history, 
These women don't realize that they're a dominant feature over here. That they would stand out as a trophy wife over here. You could go over there, pluck her out, bring her here, and she would be beautiful. She would be out of your league in America. I'm just saying, don't bring her here. She would be out of your league in America. Like, you would walk around with her in America, and everybody would be like, how did you get that beautiful woman? <laughs> They'd be like, how did you score her? And she was somewhere in Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, the Philippines, impoverished, single mothered out, just an afterthought, <laughs> right? An afterthought. And she's here. She puts a little bit of makeup on, not really doing much, and she literally is a standout over here, a trophy. Shit is wild, isn't it? Well, that kind of is uh, what you were talking about. <laughs> That's kind of what you're talking about. It would be that, like, you can, you can name many cultures that would do that. Uh, people in uh, the Nordic countries, uh, women in the Nordic countries, a certain standard. Um, women in uh, Eastern Europe, they were in poverty. Then they are on Victoria's Secret next day. Uh, women in Asia, some women in Eastern Africa, like they, they're over there struggling. <laughs> then they come over here and you're like, wow, it's wild as hell. It's wild as hell, but I ain't tell. Yeah, it is what it is. So let me, let me do these here. Let me do the uh, cash is apps. Shout out to the run DMC DMC says, shout out to the coach gang gang free agent lifestyle for life. Let's get it. <laughs> And shout out to Preston. He says, notice how height doesn't matter when they are reading Rainbow. I don't know what that means. Hold on for a second. Let me get you. What that mean? I don't know nothing about Duke shooters. I know they got money, though. Did you see that joke? There's a joke that goes around the Internet. And uh, I don't like to talk about uh, uh, pooter and shooters very much on my show. All right, if, I, if, I, if my gaydar is detecting something, I might talk about it briefly. But y'all be doing whole episodes on pooter intruders. Y'all be like, oh, T.D. Jake's a pooter intruder. I'm like, I don't even like to think about it. <laughs> All right. Let alone, I'm not about to do a whole show. Y'all ninjas are suspect. All right, but there is a funny joke that goes, why do pooter intruders have a lot of money? And you know that the gay community ninjas got a lot of money over there. All right, they got a lot of money. They always got money. Anybody know? Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Anybody know why they have a lot of money? I'll let you think about it. I'll let you think about it. Why do they have a lot of money? Are they smarter? He says he means women don't care how tall a stud is. Oh, okay. They don't care how, long, how tall a stud is. Nah, they just need the lily lint licked out of them. They just leave the lily lit licked out of them. Uh, anybody know why they have a lot of money? Are they smarter? Do they work harder? Why do they have a lot of money? There you go. <laughs> you got it right there. All right. Why do they got a lot of money? They got a lot of money because they don't date women and they don't have kids. Ninja, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Everybody can pick that out. They, got, they don't date women and they don't have kids. <laughs> you can stack. Lots of money. And they fuck a lot, too. Well, unfortunately, I don't even want to talk about it. All right? When you don't date women, Ninja, you can stack money. Lots of it. And that's the premise of the free agent lifestyle. Just associating with women is a tax. <laughs> right? Just, this, just being interested in women is a tax. You don't even have to spend money. You're going to get taxed. 
And then the next thing is they never really have kids. So you combine that compound over 25 years. They rich out here. They running around here with more money than they know what to do with. I'm rich, baby. Which is, anyway, let me get to today's show because we got a long doom and gloom. You know what? Let me do a couple of super chats because this, this, this doom and gloom segment is going to be long. Ninjas is going to be eight. Uh, you need to press 988 if you want to. All right, what are we doing here? Rusted Junk says, good morning, CGA. I posted on Locals that St. Paul, Minnesota just elected an all-female mixed-race city council. All right, I got to get them the Undertaker bill on that one. One woman said, this is the way it should be. Minnesota has always had election fraud going on. However, it's going to be a dumpster fire here in Minifornia. Minnesota, Minnesota has always been suspect to me. All right, not a place for me. I would never move to Minnesota. All right, too many libtards there. And if you're a liberal, shout out to you. But there's too many libtards there. All right, crazy. Shout out to the actual King Smith says, I just watched the video you did on Dr. Thunder's channel. The credit card dating story you shared was hilarious. He says, I have my share of broke dating stories about my divorce that made me laugh now too. Shout out to you and salute CGA. Broke dating, I'm going to tell you guys, a lot of people don't want to hear this in the pill, in the pill sector, but guys, do not broke date. Please do not broke date. If you're broke, and listen, all of us are broke, but if you're broke, just don't date. You're not entitled to shit. No, don't cut any corners. You're going to have a lot of pain and misery. Chris says last night's tournament show was next level. Got a watch party set up. For tonight's female bracket tournament. And if you missed yesterday's show, it did go very long. The last night show, we had a tournament. And you guys got to find out who the winner was of the tournament. But it was a great tournament. And last one, Miles says, uh, Coach Spo from the Miami Heat just got a big bag. Eight years. $120 million. He says, freshly divorced too. He says, best coach in hoops currently. I don't think he's divorced. Let me see. Did he, Did they have a, a divorce settlement? I think they are just filing for divorce. So she's going to get some of that money. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. All right, so they said she fumbled the bag. So the ex-wife, did, <laughs> so the ex-wife has come out and talked about fumbling that goddamn bag. All right, it says right here. She says, wait a fumble. She, she's actually addressing this. Okay, she says, according to the crash. Okay, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover this later today. All right, but of course, she comes out after that. And yes, I, okay, listen, if she's already freshly divorced, she did fumble the bag, but I know they just separated. So she coming out, she heated. All right, she heated. She's sitting up there like. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Yeah. Dead, flat, <laughs> stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. It happens. All right. She jumped off the carousel. She jumped off the run to the cock carousel maybe a little too soon. I don't know if their divorce was final. I think they settled it. So, and then they settled it. If they settled it and then gave them the contract after the fact, yeah, they did her dirty like that, and she deserves it. By the way, that Miami Heat basketball family is, is a true basketball family. Their ownership all the way to the Pat, Pat Riley, all the way to Eric Spoh, they take care of themselves. They look out for each other, and they won't do each other dirty. And they do have – they're one of the legacy franchises out here in terms of um, having stability from the from the top all the way down. All right, Pat Riley and Eric Spoh, 
They support each other. They got each other's back. There's loyalty. That is a true mafioso of a family over there. So shout out to them and good luck to them. All right, they do pretty decent in basketball as well. All right, anyway, Eric Spo looks kind of goofy sometimes. All right, and I'm glad she ain't going to get shit. So that's what they probably did. He probably said, this bitch trying to support me, divorce me, and they was like, don't worry, we'll take care of you later. We'll back in pay. He's still going to get child support, though. He's still going to get that child support. But, yeah, man, that's crazy. Good luck. Good, good for supporting them. And shout out to Pat Riley, one of my favorite basketball people of all times. Anyway, doom and gloom, CGA, let's go. Doom and gloom, CGA. Oh, my goodness. I wasn't ready. New, 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 new world order. Doom and gloom, CGA is back. We do have a lengthy doom and gloom segment. So if you're feeling froggy, call 1 800 909 eat shit. Or hit 988 if you're feeling like you can't make it through it. But uh, these years aren't going to be for the weak. They are definitely going to be for the strong. And the reason why I do this segment is to tell you that we're heading in the path of, uh, we're heading in the path that that you guys are trying to fix with optimism and there's no optimism ahead. We're headed towards control. And this is not a conspiracy theory. And this is not misinformation. We're headed to straight control. All right, the good old days of a free America are over, unfortunately. And financial stability is not going to be for everybody. In fact, they're predicting. They. Who is they? Well, Newsweek. New, 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 new world order. Massive layoffs are coming in 2024. And this is based on a poll of some uh, standard companies. 900 companies have responded that they're going to expect some massive layoffs right here. Nearly four in 10 com- companies said they are likely to have layoffs in 2024, prompting increased fears of a recession around the corner. Well, another one? Yes, another one. We are in an economic collapse of epic proportion. It's not even undeniable at this point. More than half of the companies say that they plan to implement a hiring freeze in 2024. I actually was part of a hiring freeze in the state of California, and it was not fun because hiring freezes also do affect bonuses, and it does affect um, uh, it does affect raises. So um, it's not just that they cannot hire new employees. They will not uh, initiate new contracts. Say if you were a contracted employee, like a professor, at that point I was a coach. Um, what will happen is they'll give you a new contract. I was a year-to-year contract. So if they up your pay, you get a new contract. Well, if there's a hiring freeze, that is a new hire. Essentially, that's a new contract. And hiring freezes will prevent uh, renegotiating or renewal of contracts. So it's not good. It's not good. I pr- this happened to me, and it's not fun. I was quite pissed off because that was probably about eight, nine, ten thousand $10,000 worth of income that I had lost, all right? But, um, for, you know, the best thing is when the freeze is removed, you do get retroactive payment of it. So that's the good thing, but it sucks. It sucks when you're expecting it. So anyway, it says, when asked why companies were engaging in layoffs, Half of them anticipate a recession was the reason. Meanwhile, a little less, 4 in 10 said they're going to lay off employees and replace workers with artificial intelligence. New, 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 new world order. Artificial intelligence. And here we go right here. Um, Google likely to lay off 30,000 employees post new AI 
innovations and people have been warning people about this, but nobody really took it seriously. And this is going to affect everybody across the board. And as we get into the next five years, because that's where every man should be looking. Okay. Somebody says, remember you tell, yeah. All right. Um, as we go forward in the next five years, artificial intelligence is going to be prominent in our society. I've been said it. I presented this in another doom and gloom segment. I know people think it's funny and uh, not really. And yes, there's going to be new in a, new jobs created for AI, but you better get your tech up. Even on YouTube, this is going to be a thing. So you YouTubers, same thing. Google laying off 30,000 employees post new AI innovations. This is also going to impact the, 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 um, the burger flippers I've been showing you and the drop fryers and all of these things. The fast food, the restaurant, all of these things are going to be affected. And there you go right there. And Google has already laid off approximately 12,000 employees, a move that the person there at Google deemed essential for the company's adaptability and capacity to invest in emerging areas amid a transformative global environment. New, 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 new world order. Wow, that is a lot of corporate chicken bot right there. <laughs> skills. You need to get skills. You need to be able to be self-sufficient. You need to also be able to have multiple streams of income. You also, and if you're not doing this now, you're behind the eight ball, right? I'm thinking of things. You guys need to learn and rebrand. Uh, like college is dead for, the, for, for a grand sense of people. The whole college go to college thing is a dead dinosaur. In fact, this is a prediction I made in 2018 that this, the college industry will be bankrupt. All right, and I said in 10 years, half of them will be bankrupt. We're seeing Harvard struggling right now, all right, for various of reasons, a variety of reasons, but um, it is what it is. We do have this story here that I do want to share with you, um, and then we have a Gen Z response to it. Take a look at this. Boomer retirement bomb. Somebody said the NFL has laid off 1,200 people. Yeah, man. Most, and by the way, uh, these jobs have been known as fake jobs, false jobs. Most of these jobs were just jobs that nobody needed. They just created out of thin air, mostly for women. But it's neither here nor there. You can, de you can deny it all you want. The boomer retirement bomb, we haven't even felt this yet because many boomers are still under or just over the age of 60. Some are really under the age of 59. I think the youngest boomer is probably around technically 57, 58. All right, the oldest boomer somewhere around 70. But many of them, fewer than half of all boomers have saved enough for retirement. Their kids are going to pay the price. Now, in many, many ways. And so when I talk about kids living at home longer, this is, this is wreck the boomers. The failure to launch. This whole thing about families living together. Oh, well, in the past, families used to live together longer. Yeah, but that was the past. That was prior to World War II. Uh, what? young people don't understand is you're 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 pissing the bed on their retirement like you're costing them money but a lot of these people were up shit's creek to begin with um and not all boomers bought a house and sold it for 10 times the value okay all right so um here's where we are this is where we are this is our this is our reality and this bomb is not really going to explode until another 10 years from now they're going to put a great strain because boomers are a large population they also live longer all right, they are going to outlive any of their retirement or pensions. This is, this is, we know this. They're going to be a drain on the Social Security and the Medicare system. This was all what people knew 40 years ago. This is all predicted. So this is not new science. This is not new psychology. 
the baby boomers were always going to be a stress on all of our systems, Medicare, Medicaid. All right. Um, and, and then, but the fact is all boomers, most boomers in the next five to 10 years are going to be non-producers. All right. So as much as they take and consume, they don't put much back anymore in value of production. So where is that going to mean? That means Gen Z, Gen Alpha, many of the Gen Xers, unfortunately, we're going to be aging as well. It's not even a joke at this point. So the millennials, the Gen Alpha, Gen Z, they're going to have to pick up the load. Unfortunately, for Gen Z and those, they're not going to get the they're not going to get the benefits of what the boomers got. Meaning they're not going to be able to buy a house at the rates the boomers did. They're not going to be able to save for retirement and fumble the bag like the boomers did. They're not going to be able to buy five houses and refinance them five times like the boomers did and then come out with a bag at the end. They're not going to be able to go through recessions and go bankrupt five times to be able to do. They're not going to be able to get married and divorced and get alimony and child support. That game is going to be done. The boomers killed it. All right, the boomers killed it. So you guys are going to have to find another way. The old way ain't going to work. And picking winners at the top ain't going to work, ladies. I'm sorry. I'm helping the men understand why women only want winners. But this isn't to say that your strategy is going to work. Um, uh, this is not going to work for the majority of people. So what is it going to be? Well, we're going to go into some sort of socialist communist. I mean, they're going to label it whatever they're going to do. But that's what we're going to go to because it's going to be a necessity. In fact, this woman has a response, a Gen Z, about their current predicament of the Gen Z. As the Gen Z is labeled as lazy, they also voted in Joe Biden, but they see now that they're quite in a pickle or a quagmire. And this is what the Gen Z is talking about now. I cannot stand how the news has been dogging Gen Z and calling them lazy for not wanting to work a nine to five for the rest of their lives. Let me put it in perspective for everybody who's a little confused here, okay? I work five days out of the week, 40 hours a week, okay? I do not make enough to live on my own. I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat all by myself. I would not be capable of doing that. 20 years ago when you were getting started, you could live on your own. 20 years ago when you first started, you were able to do everything that I am now struggling to do. Let me add another perspective here. You've been working for 20 years. You have 20 years of working experience behind your belt. You have 20 years of experience in a career that has allowed you to gain raises, to get more money, to profit you in an economy that you created. You can sit here and you can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but I've been working my tail end off just to barely make it by. And respectfully, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. I don't want to work my tail end off, wasting all of my life working just to barely be able to pay my bills. And that is what you created, not Gen Z. We're just here getting started. You've been doing it for the last 20 years. You tell me how it got ruined. <laughs> we can sit here and we can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but you let the economy turn into what it did. You let it all run to hell and now it's gen z's fault because we don't want to work to fix your mistakes she said let you get it through your thick skull that i'm broke <laughs> dead flat stony broke i've got three dollars and 85 cents in my purse well here's the deal uh i'm glad gen z's fighting back you know because gen z has been catching wreck and they've been going in on the boomers, and the boomers and the Gen Z have been beefing for quite a long time. And, yes, the Gen Z has been called lazy, unproductive, and so forth and so on. But you got to think, you know, you're looking at a situation of impossibility. You're like, what is going on here? I'm never going to buy a house. For the majority, when we say these things, we say the majority. We say in general. Of course, there's going to be exceptions to the rules and outliers. Okay, even for the boomers, not all of them are going to be a drain 
or a menace to society. Many of them are going to be self-sufficient and they're going to be good. But you got to think there's a ton of them that are going to be up shit's creek. But I'm glad that Gen Z is fighting back and taking a stand because a lot of what she's saying is somewhat true. And really, the American dream is dead. It's been dead. All right. Those those ideas are for a small minimum. And if you don't believe me, I did some blue chip mindsets on certain classes. I, I divided the classes just to show you who's going to be screwed and who's not. Okay, There are going to be people who will continue to be good, but they're going to continue to work as well. So she's saying things about, I don't want to work and I don't want to do any of this shit. Well, uh, hey, uh, toots, right? You're going to work. You're going to work or you're going to sell pussy. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, and so she's right about a lot of the things that uh, people were able to capitalize on economically that does it doesn't exist today. So she's saying, what am I, what are my options here? I don't get to go to college and get $70,000 of debt and then try to pay that off. That's not even feasible for me anymore. What are my options? All right. I got to start off at Walmart. I got to start at the bottom. All right. And I got to start at $20 an hour and still can't even survive out here. So yeah, man, I mean, a lot of what she's saying is, is somewhat, somewhat, um, a, a good defense for her because her outlook is completely different than mine and people older than me. Now, what do we do with it? We got to start teaching these people what they need to do with, with it. Or if they don't want to listen, they can figure it out themselves. But she probably going to have to do like Amaranth. Let me show you this. All right. You want to get a doom and gloom segment here. Check out this. This is allegedly. This is allegedly. This is why sex work is now real work. Because these women don't have much options anymore in order to make a bag like the boomers. Check out this. This is allegedly the the printout statement of live streamer, Twitch streamer, Amaranth, who also has an OnlyFans. I featured a story on Amaranth. I can't quite remember all of it, but it centered around her being uh, a victim recording her boyfriend. Allegedly, in four years, Amaranth has allegedly, I'm going to just say allegedly, in four years of OnlyFans made $57 million. Sheesh. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. And so this is going to lead into a prediction that I made that sex work is going to be somewhat decriminalized in a, in a grand variety of things because a lot of women are going to go that way. They don't have any choice, right? They're not, this is all predicted by CGA. We've reached a, we've reached a limit of where we cannot recover. Allegedly over four years, this woman has claimed to have net, uh, grossed $57 million and netted $45 million. I know maybe the tax man might want to knock on her door, but, um, this is where we are. This is the new economy. This is the she economy. This is where it's going. And Gen Z has this wide open. Okay. Has this wide open. I can't imagine what you would even want to look at this woman for, for $5.99. But listen, this is our new, I, uh, some of these, uh, some of these things that we argue about in the red pill. Hey man, y'all, y'all fighting a losing battle <laughs> at this particular point. Uh, we're, it's not going backwards. This is the woman allegedly. Uh, revealing her statement. This woman right here, this piece of milk of magnesia, uh, milk chocolate herself. Uh, where's the blue veins on the titties? I might want to look at that. But this is allegedly the person that we're talking about. And that that's just OnlyFans. That doesn't even include Twitch. All right, please. That doesn't even include her Twitch income. All right, so this is a new world. Guys, This guys, I know, people gonna fight it. This is our new world, doom and gloom. All right, doom and gloom. And uh, we t- we shared the story the other day about the mother who knew her daughter was out here selling puss. 
in these streets. And she lived with her parents. Guys, trust me. I'm on the dark side. I know all of these things happening in real time. I'm, experience, I'm experiencing these things in real time. So a lot of guys want to argue me. I'm like, bruh, I, I'm seeing this, especially in Las Vegas. But I was in Los Angeles, Orange County. All of these things that I share on the internet that you do and you react to, I live that. I see it. I see girls that live with their parents that do some sort of sex work, outside work, or second income. I see it. Strippers, OnlyFans girls, I, I live, I, I can see them. I can touch them. All right, and I see their lifestyle. I see what they're living. I see their choices. I see corporate women doing stuff, flying to Vegas to work on the weekend. I, I see it. They come out here and work for the weekend. They strip for the weekend. They do bottle service for the weekend, and they fly back to their parents' house in California. They come out, see their sugar daddy for the weekend. They fly back, and they have a they have a corporate job where they're a leasing agent at an apartment complex, and they're just a normal leasing girl. And then they come back, and they're doing side work. I see this all day long. A lot of guys don't see it, and I'm like, you're not on the dark side. All right, there's, there's, I, I'm talking about the middle school girls that are selling feet pictures on the internet. I see it. A lot of guys don't see it. And I'm like, man, it's, by, by the way, it's going to only get worse from here. It's only going to get, it's going to be more normalized in five years. Okay. He said, do you see they have normal lives? Yes. This is what you don't see. These are normal, regular girls. They go to school. They got a regular job. They're a dental assistant. They live with their parents. Their parents are are completely, one of them at least are unaware. They are normal. These are normal girls. These aren't girls that are just drugged out, hooked on meth and heroin. These are normal, regular girls that you see. They bag groceries at the grocery store. They they work at the bank. (laughs) People really don't understand that you guys have no clue. I'm trying to tell you guys it's worse than you think. These are the normal, regular girls that you see. Some girl in your classroom, all right, at a college, at a junior college. She's in your class. Uh, But I'm telling you, my content is always five years ahead. My content is always five years ahead, meaning that when I say stuff, you guys go crazy. You're like, no way, no. And then years later, I said, I told you. And if you haven't found out, I'm always going to tell you stuff that's going to happen years ahead. Why? Because I either can see it or I've experienced it when it was underground. Then when it becomes prominent, you guys say, man, why didn't nobody tell us? And I said, I told you that this was going to happen. People do not see it coming. You guys have, you guys don't see it coming. This is a, what do they call it? There's a calm before the storm. All right. You guys have no clue. Now it's all what I, don't get this right. Not all women are doing this. So please understand, not all women are doing this. But they are now thinking that um, you guys got to join my locals. You guys got to join my locals because I broke it down. I showed you a video of a woman explaining this. And when they asked her, they said, do you consider this prostitution? She said, no. Who remembers that on locals? So she described what she was doing. And then somebody said, do you consider that prostitution? She said, no. And that's where the, that's where the gray area is. You guys got to understand my teachings. I'm not just making shit up. Gray areas for women are where the exploitation is allowed. Because they will look at something, they will do something, and they will say, but I'm not like those girls on the corner. I'm different. <laughs> You're just like, and if, it's, if that's how they think, 
then that's how it continues to explode because that's what they tell the other girls. No, 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 no. You're not a heroin addicted prostitute. No, you just a girl making their money. That, I'm telling you, that's where the lane is. You guys have no freaking clue. Join me on Locals. I break it down a little bit more because the normies can't handle it over here. A lot of men can't handle the truth. Some reason you think I'm lying, but I'm just letting you know, it's wild out here. It's the Wild West. You guys have no clue. <laughs> right? You guys have no clue. Anyway, let me get into this one right here. Uh, let me get into this one. And everybody remembers that story that I shared. I've shared the video. She described what she did. Somebody challenged her and said, well, do you think it's that? She said, no. <laughs> You're like, wow. Ecuador breaking down. New, 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 new world order. Guys, Ecuador breaking down. They declare, uh, Ecuador declares an internal armed conflict after an attack on live TV. I'm going to show you the video, but let me explain what's going on here. And just so you know, I don't know everything that's going on on this one. So I'm just reporting what they're reporting to me. According to reports, Ecuador's president, Daniel Naboa, declared an internal armed conflict amid violent incidences, including an armed interruption on live TV and reports of armed individuals at a hospital in a university in some city in Ecuador that I cannot pronounce. And forgive me, I do have video of the incident. Um, but I forgot to pull it up. So let me go ahead and see if I can pull it up for you right here. And I'll give you a little bit of what I know. I cannot give you everything. I'm not an expert on Ecuador at all. All right, just so I can know. But this is essentially a cartel. All right, this is essentially a cartel um, that has taken over the the city in Ecuador. And uh, because I'm assuming that uh, they let out a cartel member, a leader, and a lot of people have escaped from prison. They have kind of taken over the streets, all right, in Ecuador. And in these streets, there are a lot of Americans over there that has gone over there for tourism, and they're kind of caught in between some of the stuff. We live in a time of instability here. And when before you travel, you may want to consider this. I'm not trying to scare you out of traveling. But before you travel, you want to consider some of these things that not everybody is as stable. I'll show you a little bit. Um, apparently, there it is right there. Uh, these men have taken over a live television studio, and the girls are scared. Uh, the barbarians are at the gate. I'm not going to show you much more because YouTube, but the barbarians are at the gate. This is a classic example of what I talked about in terms of things breaking down. And in America, we certainly could be privy to this in the next two decades uh, because we're losing control. We're losing grips, and people are giving up their rights left and right. Apparently, Ecuador has gotten rid of firearms for private citizens around the year 2013. All right, so private citizens can no longer um, own firearms, and this is kind of what's going to happen in America. People want firearms to go, and you want to get rid of the Second Amendment, but this is what protects us from these people, all right? Because when you get rid of private citizens owning firearms, essentially what you're going to do is the bad guys are going to own firearms. The police are going to own firearms. So you're basically up shit's Creek, when the private citizens do not own firearms. So when shit breaks down like this, guess what happens? You can't defend yourself. All right. But Americans never cease to, they, they, it ceases to amaze me that, that people don't understand that y'all don't see that coming. Oh, everybody, even the bad guys are going to give up their firearms, right? Nope. They're not. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's, 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 it's not a good thing in America. It's the only thing we have left. All right. And, and, 
in true sense, it's the only thing we really have left that is preventing a real massive takeover by the cartel or the government or whoever you want, and that's not conspiracy theory. It could happen that fast. It won't happen immediately, but give it five to ten years, it's going to happen, just like it's happening in Ecuador. Uh, it, took a, it took a decade, and now you got chaos. All right, so anyway, do not give up your firearms. Fight for your 2A rights like crazy. It's the only thing keeping this shit going. <laughs> right, anyway, what do we got over here? We have a nurse shortage. We have a woman here. Last doom and gloom segment here. Oh, we got two more. We got two more. Let me play this video. Uh, this is on the AI tip. This is sort of out of order. And uh, protect your eardrums, ladies and gentlemen. This video is quite loud. But uh, they have a drum. They have a drum set AI machine, a robot playing the drums. What did I tell you, ninjas? New, 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 new world order. They have a whole death metal Metallica band playing all the instruments. Oh, my Lord. All right. All right. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> Not even the musicians are safe at this particular point, guys. Give this 10 years, and as I predicted, we'll watch robots perform. I mean, we're already doing it, but we're going to watch robots perform. They're going to be doing superhuman things. They're going to be things, doing things that were impossible for the human to do, right? Because, um, you know, you take a, a band like Metallica and a rock band, uh, when they're in the studio, they record their drum set in four different takes, right? So they can have all of these drum sounds coming off, right? So they got four different tracks of drums, all right? The robots could do everything on one track. Mm. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Rage Against the Machines or Rage of the Machines. Man, we telling you. New, new, oh, somebody new, says new the holograms are next. Did you hear Elvis Presley is performing concerts? Be a hologram. We are going to be in a new, different. We're going to a new level, and it's not going. Guys, I'm. They're holding back. I'm going to tell it's you. It's a nurse. They're holding back with what they have. Yeah, sports is next too. We're going to watch robots play sports. Um, with what they have right now, with what they have, they're holding back. Even the tech nerds are telling you this. They're saying they're holding back. Like, they got so much technology and AI and robots that they, can't, they want to unleash them to the world now, but there's so much, many people that would go crazy. They're holding all this technology back. They're ready to unleash this shit on the universe right now. But there's people that are not allowing it because of how it would change the world and simply put us in harm's way in many ways because they haven't done enough case study to realize if the robots are going to turn against us, which I think they will, but... That's neither here nor there. But they got all the technology they want to be able to do these things. They just can't unleash it yet. Anyway, last one. We have a woman that says there's a nurse shortage. Well, I know why there's a nurse shortage, but let's see why she says there's a nurse shortage. Nurse shortage is because these girls are getting degrees for a bag. They have no empathy, no sympathy for nobody. 
Then their attitudes are stink as hell. And then they quit because nurse life is not what they thought. They thought nurse was gonna be, oh, I was gonna walk around in cute little scrubs or Crocs one and get a $3,000 check. And then when they realized they actually gotta help people, now they wanna quit. Now they wanna go be a bottle girl. Now they wanna go do lashes. My head is so fucking big, oh my God. Yeah, that's a good angle right there. It's a nurse shortage is because- she had to see if she was feeling herself. All right, she definitely wears wigs with that Allen Iverson cornrow set. And she's got a forehead. She got a hairline like CGA. I don't know why these women keep coming, uh, actually think they can come for my headline. No, Nobody ever does. But I don't think, how y'all coming for my hairline when y'all hairline look like my hairline? All right, you wig. You know, stop wearing these tight-ass braids. Did you guys know braids break off your hair? Aren't these women and their hairlines are ridiculous? But she definitely wears wigs. But uh, she's hitting on a classic point. Uh, the the old days where women ran into nursing uh, because they were empathetic and they wanted to help people, that's gone. All right, you're going to hope there's a whole bunch of foreign women come over, immigrants as you call them, because the American woman, they're not doing that job. There's no no more Florence Nightingale. They're, they're still going to school. But what, what, what she's saying was they're actually leaving because they got into nursing because of the money. Then when they had to do the work, they're getting out and they're going to do lash tech. Some of them are selling puss. A lot of them are. All right. And you have OnlyFans. She's like, they're leaving for that. So the American woman is no longer trying to be that help and assist. Well, why is that a problem? Let's go back. It's a problem because the boomers are the aging population that are going to need nurses. But there's a nurse shortage. Man, we are really new, 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 new circling order. the drain. All right, we're circling the drain. So we have the biggest population of people that are probably going to need nurses in healthcare. But you have the American woman that is probably so selfish and, and, and so forth. They're not going, they're, they're dropping out because they can make money like Amaranth. All right, they can make money like Amaranth on OnlyFans. Way more money in one day than they make in a month's time nursing. And they'll try to do that before they go out here. Now, they'll fail at it, but they'll do that rather than to come out here and nurse and host and do the old traditional women's jobs that are really, they, they were really greatly underpaid. But yeah, that's where we are. I believe that's the doom and gloom segment for today. I think it is the doom and gloom segment for today. Now you can be happy. Yeah, we're going to need our immigrants, y'all. We're going to need our immigrants. We're going to need mass immigration uh, just for the bottom tier jobs, the just above poverty jobs. We're going to need immigration like crazy. Mm, And uh, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. We're going to need immigration because if we don't have immigration, I think we're at a, we're going to fold up like a cheap suit real quick. Let me get to the super chats over here. Thank you for the contributions. Thank you for, I did warn you about that segment though. I did warn you. Shout out to Soldier for God says men are entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of cheeks. And I know where you can get some. <laughs> All right. I know where you can I get some. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. Yeah. All that's I me. gotta do is put my card <laughs> in. And that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes All right. Up. Somebody said, is that CGA in the pool there? All right. Now wait a minute. That's Drago Single Theater. Uh is that me in the pool? That is me. All right, hey, I didn't notice that. And that's you. That is me in the pool. <laughs> and I hope I have two abs like he has. I do have about three or four abs left. I got like two and a half abs left. All right, so that might be me right there. 
All right, then I'm definitely going to have a Filipino nurse. I hope I am looking that good when I'm old. Well, I'm old now. Actually, I do look like that right now. What the hell am I talking about? And that's you. And you can damn be, bet that I'm going to have me some fine pieces of calico. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have me some fine pieces of calico. All right, uh, anyway. And it's going to cost me a lot of money. I'm saving up now. Shout out to Kevin, the software tester says, sorry, my phone was tripping. They asked people in the office to post selfies with their work best friend. Their work's best friend. They asked them to post selfies with their, oh, hell no. What are we doing? All right, what are we doing? Stephen White says, we were married in 2008, divorced in 2020. So that's 12 years. She's 46 in six days. I was 21. She was 26. I'm all she had. Two brothers were deleted. One's in the vegetative state, and the last one's in prison. Damn, you overlooked some red flags there, sir. Oh, and her mom is crippled and broke. Yep, you're you're it. By the way, her job, you're her job right now. <laughs> That's right now. Charles Brown says, Coach, as soon as you said Giga Chad, I already had him as the winner. Giga Chad. That many people are competing with the Giga Chad. T. Carruthers says, Coach, you're saving lives, sir. 2024, go XRP. XRP. Shout out to you, man. Ladies love Cool C. Miami just extended Coach Spo. Contract 10 years, $120 million after his divorce. Now his bitch is not happy out here. I'm not happy. <laughs> she thought she was going to live better now. Coogee sweater now. I'm going to have to get an update. It says right here, Ex-wife fumes over fumble the bag trolling after the coach gets his $120 million extension. So people, I guess, were trolling him. And if you don't know, I, you know what? I'm going to cover that story later. I'm going to do a little bit more research. I'll cover it later. All right, what are we doing here? I do have another one here. DB says the Boomer article has a cartoon version of CGA. All right, there you go right there, man. You know what? I'm going to save this picture. All right, that's going to be me. That's the free agent lifestyle 2035. Or maybe 2030. 20, How old am I? I'm 48 years old. All right, that could be me at 58, 60. I'm already planning my life out. I'm already planning my life out. What am I going to be at 60? All right, because really, <laughs> whatever I have accomplished by 60 probably ain't going to get done. So, but I plan on living a long time. I'm planning on going to overtime or maybe not. Who cares? I'm going to live like there's no tomorrow. What do we got going on here, man? Y'all better plan y'all lives out, Ninja. Next Egg Vault says free agent lifestyle for the win. Even 50 Cent is living the free agent lifestyle, man. Shout out to you right there. Even 50. Even 50 Cent. 50 Cent is the, he's going to be, he's the new philosopher of the world here. Shout out to Faith says, hey, coach. And that's you on the boomer picture. <laughs> and that's you. Why y'all dissing me? Actually, that is me right there. Look at that. Looking all chocolatey skin out. All right, ladies. You already know the 52 program going 52 point program is gonna be Liddy. All right. It's gonna be Liddy. I know you know all the you know all the babies gonna be loving CGA. They're gonna be like, look at him. He's so handsome and dapper, especially when I get my top hat and my monocle. All right, I can't do the monocle right. I don't know the eye. I'm going to get my monocle looking like Count Chocula. They said, that's you on the boomer pick. She says, I'm starting to invest in my Fidelity account that I haven't touched since 2005. Got to get that retirement account up. 
All right, Faith, are you going you gonna to get on the 52-point program? You going to get on my train yang? Where you at, Faith? Where is she at? Where is she at? Train yang. She also says, planning to depend on the government for Social Security is planning to fail. Social Security is going to be gone. The boomers are going to wipe that shit out. By the way, people are predicted this 30 years ago. Social Security, do not depend on that. 401K is going to get wiped the fuck out. <laughs> or you guys better have another investment strategy out here. Because them strategies are dead as a doorknob. Dead. For most people. I'm not talking about for everybody. For most people, that shit is dead financial science. All right, anyway. Um, somebody's asking this fidelity the best one to use. This gives me an opportunity to tell you about the money mindset. We go over stuff like this. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. Get to the money mindset level. We have courses. We have classes that are already on there. You can get there, brother. We talk about all of this shit. We talk about all of this shit over there. We don't handle that business for the normies. Normies, y'all getting too much free information. Too much free information. We don't give normies that much information. We ain't going to tell you how to win on YouTube, motherfuckers. All right, anyway. Uh, shout out to Brayon says, Coach, quick question. I just started taking some accounting classes at my local college, and I wanted to know what kind of certifications do you think are worth investing when it comes to accounting? Uh, uh, Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. <laughs> All right, that is where you're going to get this type of conversation. All right. That's where you're going to get that type of conversation. Everybody else, and to buckle up the seatbelt. What are we doing here? Uh, somebody says, Kalen says, if only a man could post pictures of his abs and his salami paws on OnlyFans and make $57 million in four years, that will never happen. What happened to the gender pay gap? Gender pay gap. And it's never going to happen. Although there are celebrity rappers on OnlyFans. I think there's a couple of them. So, it's possible. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Charles Brown says, supporting my coach. Thank you, sir. And I think we caught up to everybody. So it means it's time to get back onto the show and get a little funny with Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's go. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, man. We got it back. Bang in. Hit the like button. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's get into it. Apparently, man, you got to get a little innovative these days. Even when you're in the kitchen cooking, like CGA, check out this. There's a fried chicken. Somebody's cooking fried chicken in a washing machine. Let's play it. They cooking chicken in a washing machine? What the fuck? Bruh. Bro, they cooking chicken in the washing machine? What the fuck? Bro. Oh, my goodness. Bro, they cooking chicken in the washing machine? What the fuck? Bro. Yeah, they cooking chicken, and they sounds like some Mexican music in the background, and that chicken is crispy. That chicken is crispy, man. You got to do with what you got to do with, Ninja, if I suppose. I suppose if you don't have a leak in that washing machine, I can't imagine there's not a grease leak in there. All right, I can't imagine that a washing machine probably has capacity to hold grease together, but I could be wrong, and apparently I'm wrong. Hey, Ninja, when you pour, you got to be innovative, Ninja. I'm going to tell you right now, this definitely some straggle behavior right there, or some this is definitely some sniggle behavior. You got to do what you got to do out here. 
washing machine. Is that a washing machine? That is look like a, yeah, that certainly is a washing machine there. I can imagine this is probably not the safest thing to do, but uh, you got to do what you got to do. Ninja, definitely uh, your shit going up in flames in my house. I'm telling you. All right. All right. Here we go. Wow. It is crispy, though. That, that shit crispy. I like my chicken crispy like that on the outside. I don't know about y'all ninjas. I want my shit overcooked. I want it almost damn burnt. I want it. Kentucky Fried Chicken be selling me that undercooked ass chicken. All right. I hate these stores that sell you chicken and it's undercooked. Nah, ninja crispy. Crispy. All right. Anyway, man. Hey, shout out to them. I know people at Oxnard that probably do some shit like that. Shout out to Oxnard in Camarillo in Ventura County. That's definitely some Oxnard shit. All right, so uh, next one, Straggle and Snickle Theater here. Uh, yeah, we do have this. When Cougars attack. When Cougars attack. Let's take you to it. Hey, no, you got some wrong shit. No, I'm just parking on. I'm going to shoot. Okay. Hey, Damn, baby. Do you got some maple syrup? You, you park on. I'm going to maple syrup. Fucking nigga, I got money. What that nigga do? All right, sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, Tyrone. Tyrone, man, Tyrone got to do what he got to do out here. Tyrone love him some low hanging fruit, and Tyrone could be upper scale ninja, but he too busy throwing his salami down the gutter. Dealing with scrape sexuals. You know, Tyrone is a good guy, but he just deal with scrapes. And this is another example of it. Look, he's got everything you think you would need. He got a beard that connects. He's tall, muscular, and all of that shit. He got his own house, apartment. But, of course, he dealing with nasty, scraggly cougars. All right, that's coming over. And them cougars be throwing that punani at you, ninja. Them cougars going to ball that. And she passive-aggressive. She came over with her new ports. You got some brown sugar, baby. Brown sugar, babe. All right. Brown sugar, babe. All right. Hey, no, you got some brown sugar. You got some brown sugar. Brown sugar, babe. All right. You got the brown sugar. You know she don't want no damn brown sugar. She want that brown salami. Uh-oh. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. She begging thirsty-ass, starving-ass women. Yeah, that brother's starving. You know old black women with they soggy titties be out here starving for that salami. Here we go. No, I'm just parking. I'm going to go Okay. Hey, baby, do you got some maple syrup? <laughs> she said, damn, baby, you didn't get the point? Baby, I done told you I need some maple syrup. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Brown sugar, maple syrup. Do you get the point? Do you get the picture? You, you fuck, I don't got no maple syrup. He like, she like, God dang. All right, and you know, this is normally women. Women got to be passive aggressive. Oh, thank you for the maple syrup. Um, You have any more syrup? You know, they can't really just ask for the pipe. So they got to tell, she like, this ninja. <laughs> this ninja. <laughs> she finally was like all right you done made me tell you i got money what that meat do all right i gotta get, get, get just 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 all right and these are the just like my chick pays me right here 
My chick pays me. Look, I got money. Let me get that meat. Now I gotta be straightforward with your ass. Oh my lord. Alright, sugar. Yep, and it probably was good too. Unfortunately, he probably beat the brakes off of it. Skeeted it. Oh, never mind. This is a family show. <laughs> she had to say, I got money. <laughs> Look at this ninja right here. These straggles and sniggles are getting out of control, man. Straggle and sniggles. Auntie Earl. All right, anyway, what do we got here? Straggle, sniggle theater here. Craziest hangover of all time. Let's go to Chad. Chad, Chad, if you missed yesterday's show, we covered who Chad and Tyrone and Pookie and Giga Chad and Tyrone. We covered everybody. You got to get yesterday's show. All right, the craziest hangover of all time featuring Chad. It's like 2 p.m. <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> How did you do that where I am? Hello, dear. <laughs> Hi, hello. How are you today? I'm how are you? Oh, I'm a bit over the top. Would you like some breakfast? <laughs> no, yeah, you can just leave it there. No, no, I just want to know if you like cornflakes or do you take sugar or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I love, I love sugar and cornflakes, yeah. Um, like, what are you? You look a bit over the top. Yeah. Oh, nasty yeah this is chad behavior you know this is chad behavior you know after they get done with their first couple years of college and entered in the workforce they're a pool boy yep chad will do some shit like this i know you don't think chad's will but chad giga chad won't but chad will yeah Mm. all right and he probably was beating the brakes off of her look she ain't want him to leave she's like "Uh uh-uh you ain't leaving me, baby. What you want? Some Cheerios, some Frosted Flakes? Ain't nobody put it on me like that in twenty years. All right, yes, yes. How old are you? I'm eighty-eight. Man, eighty-eight. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> Look at this. She got wooden teeth at this point, man. Yeah, you need to stop drinking, man. You need to stop drinking, Chad. He pounded that shit out, too. What's the joke? You're younger than my children. Yeah, I'm 22. Oh, my God, you're younger than my grandchildren. <laughs> what's, the, what's so funny about it? It's just I don't know how I got it. How have I got it? Oh, you don't know what you did, either. Oh. <laughs> oh. You don't know what you did. Of course. Hey, man, this is a skit. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, you don't know what you did. You beat the stuffing out this egg McMuffin. You didn't clear the cobwebs off that punani. You didn't beat the brakes off of them soggy cheeks, them bag of bones here. All right, you 22. Don't think, ninja. Don't think. <laughs> it's like two. Yeah, man, Chad, Chad does shit like this. You know what I mean? When he gets drunk and he starts throwing lines right there. Hey, some of y'all ninjas will take it too. Y'all some nasty boys out here. Oh, that's nasty. Some of y'all ninjas will do it, man. He definitely sniggling. All right, let's go to Grandpa. Grandpa was back in the day in these streets. And what did I tell you about this? In these streets. Remember when I told you this story where people would, you know, people, I, I would ask women, specifically women. I would say, well, what's your ideal relationship? What do you want your relationship to look like? And women would say, well, like my grandparents. I want a relationship like my grandparents. They were in love. They've been in love for 40 years. 
They're still together when I see them and they're in love. And I often say, hold on, ladies and hold on, man. You're looking at it from a situation of where they are now. But you don't know what they were, went through 40 years ago. All right, or 50 years ago. You had no idea. First of all, your granny might have been a flapper. She might have been in these streets. All right, second of all, all of your aunts and uncles aren't even biologically related. There's one or two that ain't your grandpapa's kids, but he raised them like he was. Number three, your grandpapa was a rolling stone. He got a whole family across the other side of town in Columbus, Ohio. Number four, you didn't see when they break broke up and they were making up. You didn't see them when they were 22 and they were fighting each other. You didn't see the you didn't see this bullshit. You didn't see the tough part of the relationship that makes them continue to stay together. Also, they probably don't need to talk to each other. And if they do, they arguing with each other, but they look nice at the family reunion. They look nice at the picnic, but you don't see the real bullshit. Most of the time, they really hate each other. Sometimes they're stuck together because ain't nothing else better to do, or the woman needs him financially. They don't believe in divorce like that. So everybody always thinks that, oh, my grandparents, they've been in love every day. Well, this young woman is going to find out who her grandpa really is was and she's gonna be shocked and I've always warned you do not look at your grandparents you got to throw that data out in terms of who you want to be in the future I want a marriage like my grandparents throw that data out you're idealizing them watch this young woman go through her grandpa's picture box to find out grandpa was a player here we go Papa told me this is him and then i asked him who this woman was because it's not my grandma <laughs> and what did you say i had a lot of girlfriends <laughs> i'm sure you did yeah look Here, here's some more <laughs> here's one there's another one papa you <laughs> here's another Ooh, one she's fine yeah okay here's another one <laughs> what is this Im image here oh. <laughs> who, who is that me with who i have no idea oh my god oh, papa told me grandpapa was in these streets see people think grandpa met your grandma fell in love he had no other option and then they was together happily ever after all right but grandpa was a player all right Grandpapa was in these streets too. In these streets. So was Granny. Granny didn't. Granny settled on Grandpa. Granny was in these streets. Granny was in these streets too. This ninja man, Grandpa, was out there slanging Johnson too. He was out there fornicating too. And so were these old women that be acting like they wasn't out there getting pussy out there. Oh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> and so this is what the young woman's thinking about. She idealized Grandpa and Grandma. And I don't even know if the grandma's alive, but grandpa kept his receipts. And he was like, yeah, I had lots of girlfriends. Your grandmama was lucky. I was the prize. I settled on your grandmama. I knocked her up and I had to marry her. All right, so here it is right here. She, this is another example of you got to throw out the data of old people and them being together for 40 years because you didn't know what they were like as teenagers. You didn't know what they were like as 20-year-olds. You had no clue. This is a reality. So grandpa was like, girl, I had lots of girlfriends. <laughs> Me, this is him. And then I asked him who this woman was because it's not my grandma. 
You hear that? Who is this woman? It's not my grandma. She's floored. She's like, huh? Weren't you with grandma forever? He's like, nope. Hell no. I was banging bras from here to Germany to freaking Japan. He, he was like, I was in Vietnam. What kind of fuck you give me? All right. Grandpa was out there slinging Johnson. Ninja had to take seven penicillin shots. He was catching venereal diseases like diseases like crazy. Who is this woman? It's not my grandma. Look, grandpa was like, I'm sorry, what? In these streets. <laughs> grandpa was like, I had bitches, hoes, and all that shit. You think I was just with your grandma? What? He looking like, who is this woman right here? Like, wait a minute. Who are you? And what did you say? I had a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> Shout out to Grandpa out here. In these streets. <laughs> and he up here, 92 years old, like, man, I had lots of girls. I still got lots of girlfriends. Hey, I want this woman to know, watch out for when this dude was 60 and he had all his sugar babies. Wait till he pulls those pictures out. You really going to be appalled. You're going to be like, who? You're 60 with these 26-year-olds. He's like, yep. <laughs> I had lots of girlfriends. What you think? I was out here a virgin? All right, Catholic. He might be Jewish. I can't tell. I'm sure you did. Yeah, look. Here, here's some more. <laughs> here's one. Here's another one. Papa, you <laughs> And she mad. Papa, you a whore. Yes. Here's another Ooh, one. Oh, she fine. Yeah. Look. Oh, he got him a young piece of calico out there in her beachwear. All right, he had him a young piece of calico. Okay. Look, he was out here with a nice pre piece of prime flat back supreme. Straights. <laughs> Here's another one. What is this Im image here? Oh. <laughs> who, who is that? Me. With who? I have no idea. <laughs> Grandpa. Straights. He's like, I don't know. You think I remember these women? I have no idea. Grandpa out here. Hold up for a second. Grandpa out here showing teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. <laughs> she like, who is this one? He like, I don't know. Who? Just another piece of tail? I have no idea. I was the freak of the, that was my freak of the week. Grandpa out there slanging and banging him. He was like, that was another girl. I have no idea who was. And by the way, didn't I tell you this? I told you this. Uh, you young guys, I want you to listen. Age 20, uh, age 20 to 30, that you guys are all struggling with these women. You think you, you're going to lose these women? I'm going to lose her. I'm not going to do what to do. I can't live my life without her. What did I tell you? I said, by 40, you won't even remember these women's names. By 40, you won't even remember this woman. She will be inconsequential unless you have a baby with her or married her. You will be like, what was this? I don't even remember. And I'm bad with names, so I don't remember many women's names. And I've been with them. I don't even remember them. I don't even remember how I felt about them. I kind of can remember that I kind of liked them. I probably was in love with them. But it doesn't even feel the same. Certainly by 80 or 90, who? I don't know. I fucked her, though. <laughs> All right. Who is this person? Man, I don't know that bitch. Betty? Who is that? Nancy? Catherine? Kathleen, I have no idea. <laughs> right? Ninja looked at her like, uh, Catherine, Kathleen, Veronica, Betty, 
Betsy. I don't even know. Betsy Ann? Betsy Marie? I have no idea. Mm. Estelle? Pamela? I have no idea who these bitches are. All right, anyway, man, do me a favor. Hit the like button. I think I got another video here. Oh, we here. Oh, we headed to Henry Hines here. We're going to Henry Hines. Last Dragon with Sniggle Theater. Uh, Harry Hines in Dallas. Sorry, not Henry. Harry. Uh, Harry Hines. This is so bad. Uh-oh, I got to turn the music down. Uh, guys, it's gone, man. It's gone. And by the way, this has always been this way, but, you know, Harry Hines just decriminalized, essentially meaning they're not going to prosecute the young ladies anymore. Um, meaning that they're not going to, but they will prosecute you trick ass John ass ninjas. All right. So I would not pull up, but, uh, it's out here. It's lethal. The girls are out here. I don't care what race, what size, what class they, some of them is out here. And I've been warned. I warned you of this, by the way, take a look at this on the left-hand side of the screen. One, two, three, four in semi twilight, five, six, they out here, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, blondes, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, I got counted right here, 17. They ain't in the strip club no more. Nobody going to the strip club, all right? It ain't no like, look, they jumping out of cars, all right? They slamming Cadillac does and whatnot. They getting out, out here selling, making a shake of the leg. When I start selling pussy... I don't want to hear it. Oh, by the way, I warned you of this. If if anybody, and the reason why I keep showing this, because people are like, you're trying to do this, you're trying to do that, you're trying to normalize it. I'm telling you, I predicted this before it happened. That's that's Dallas, Texas. That's Dallas, Texas. I, if you were here, if you were here before, put a one in the chat who remembers me predicting that this will be normal. I told you, I told you, I can't remember the year, 2019. I was like, just wait. We're going to have an economic collapse. They're going to be selling pussy like hotcakes. And I'm like, it's going to be, they're going to, the price is going to plummet. And it's going to be normalized. People, people don't remember. You think I'm trying to do things. And that was before I was even doing the junior college. All right. So I told you, I was like, this is going to be normal. Yeah. CGA normalized body count. Remember that? I was like, this is going to happen in America. I said, there's going to be people, and other people said it too. Somebody says, um, Venezuela 2.0. I said, this is going to be normal. And that was before OnlyFans became a thing. I was like, just wait. Because the economy is going to be stagnant or crash epically, and it's going to force them into doing it. It's going to force them into doing it. And here we are. I'm glad I'm gloating because it actually came true. But did I doubt myself? Hell no. I knew this was going to happen. Knew this was going to happen. CGA, he says, Greganomics. Hey, we just got a new term. Greganomics. Anyway, Harry Hines in Dallas, Texas, done made the CGA news. Shout out to you. And I told you, oh, by the way, when it happened, uh, when I told you Dallas decriminalized and they did this after Los Angeles, after San Francisco, after New York, Dallas was the next one to decriminalize, essentially saying they're not going to prosecute the girls for loitering. Okay. I said, watch Dallas go crazy. I said, watch Dallas go crazy. Y'all were like, nah. I was like, Dallas is going to go crazy. That means I'm like, them girls going to be wide open. Right there out in the corner. And there it is right there. Um, if you missed it, I actually presented this a few months ago. I said, Dallas is now decriminalized loitering 
for women in the streets. Essentially, what they're saying is we're we're not going to arrest the girls for being on the streets. All right, uh, selling. So here they are in broad twilight out there. Yep, Seattle too. I've already showed you. I uh, talked about. Yeah, I, I, you're not to mention Seattle just right now, but Aurora, Seattle, same thing. All right, I didn't told y'all Seattle been already crazy for about two years. Uh, but the night crawlers are out. It's crazy, man. Shout out to the coach gang. That's Dragon and Snickle Theater. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Um, the reality is, our economy is forcing it to, to young people, young people, young women. They don't have any choice. Like, this is stuff that they do on the side. Not all, again, not all, but, but, but see, people are going to be like, not all women are doing it. I'm not saying all women are doing it, but just give it time. What I'm saying is, the population, the amount of women that may be doing it is enough to shake the core of the relationship and marital market. So if it is 20%, and I believe we're talking about 20% of women in a certain age group that are fiddling around in this industry, 20%. I might be generous on this one. Some people might think it's more. But 20% of any population is significant enough for anything. Let's just say really 20% of people in our population are wealthy. In fact, the Pareto principle suggests that 20% is enough to control 80% of the marketplace. Okay. Like 20% of 20% uh, are considered the top earning people in America and they control 80% of the spending. It only takes 20% of anything to change anything. To, to severely impact anything, 20%. That's all it needs to be. So if you take the people that come and go, pause, <laughs> right? No pun intended. If you take the people that come and go, it's greater than 20%. They're in, they're out, they try it, they do, and then they eventually end up somewhere else. But it, always, it only takes 20%, and I'm thinking it's way more than that, all right? And just in my mind, if you clout the immigrants, I'm thinking this over 20%, certainly in around 25%, probably pushing 30. Okay, so that that changes the dating marketplace significantly. Significantly. So that's why I'm that's why even, even if it was somebody said even 13% is crazy. 13, 10%. These are large numbers. These are large numbers of people. All right, and that is enough to adapt and change. It's enough to actually force the number to go from 20 to 30 overnight. Overnight. Anyway. All right, shout out to um, Deshaun Rose. He says, been a while, coach, since donating, but always watching. Shout out to De uh, Deshaun Rose. Appreciate you for being here. Coming up next, we got a special segment of Hit It or Quit It. Uh, yeah. What percentage do you think? What percentage do you think? Because I'm, I'm on record of verifying that it's around 20%. Like if, if you're looking at the numbers, it's certainly at 20%. Like you, it's not even debatable based on my research. Because if you take the amount of people that participate on college campuses in a certain activity, if you take the amount of people that um, participate in Instagram and going into OnlyFans, transitioning. You could, you could break down the numbers, and you could certainly say 
it's no less it's not under 11%. It's definitely not under 11%. 11% is 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 a fact. All right, then you can bump it up with some things that you might not know about. Okay, um, Kaylin says, a man having multiple wives should indicate to others that women aren't as special as they think they are. Love stories are for fanny ta- fairy tales. I said fanny tales. Um, I think, yes, we actually talked about, we're going to talk about polyamory today as well. Polyamory, another prediction that I made, yes, well before your other people made it. I know you're going to say, well, this guy said it. I'm like, man, I said it, wait. And there's some people that said it before me, just giving them verification here. But uh, this was stuff that I said before you actually found this space. But um, I said it's going to be normalized. I'm not normalizing it. Remember, I'm just reporting. Somebody says, I'd say 50%. Uh, Interesting your numbers here. Somebody says that is 100, maybe even more than 20%. Some people are saying 15 to 20% easily if you count strippers. Oh, wow, yeah. I mean, certainly if you count strippers. Snapchat pics, feet picture sellers. Okay, I agree with 20%. Somebody said 99, 30, at least 15, at least 35, 30. I think if you include strippers and stuff, yeah, somebody says 20 percent of piss is enough to make a drink disgusting yeah i mean yeah because there's even sugar daddy websites that are there that a lot of jucos use yeah mm-hmm. well over 20 percent, certainly 10 percent. dibble and dabble yep somebody says i say 50 percent of women consider doing only fans so far yeah um yeah 50 percent of i think most women consider doing only fans like they thought about it there's a classic line in the movie American Pimp um, by one of the guys. And he says, um, all women have or thought about selling themselves. And then he says, even your mama. Now, with that being said, if you think about, if you think about how dating works, how a woman will kind of date a guy and the old uh, Percy Earl bike story, how a woman got Christmas gift for her kids. Then you can push the number way up high. She did it once. You know what I mean? She had a situation with a guy. He was able to uh, buy her kids Christmas gifts. If you consider that, at least she's done it once. The number's super high. Ladies, where y'all at? Where y'all at, ladies? And, and, and they, don't think, they don't think that that's what we're talking about. But that would go into the number where she was like, I dated a guy. He had money. I dated a rich guy before. They've all dated a rich guy. Only for them to be like, well, it's not what I thought. And then they all say, well, money isn't everything. So for any woman that has kind of dated a rich guy and thought it was going to turn out great, and then they found out, oh, well, mm, but they kind of dated him for the money, the financial situation, not just because of it, but they considered it a factor. If you consider that, that they tried it and it didn't really work, and then they'll just like, I just like a normal guy, then the number explodes. The number goes crazy if you consider that factor. So he said, not my mama. Dia is here. Dia, you already know. If you look okay for your age, people will assume BS, like, sorry, I maintain myself. Oh, okay. I maintain myself. Dia's in here. Dia, you know good and damn well. Let me see your picture. Where's the picture at? Dia, Demi, Dia, Dia, send me your feed pictures real quick. 
Your profile picture is very small. I can't really see it. I see you got long, long hair. Mm-hmm. Somebody says step dummies count. Do step that well, if step daddies count, then we're in trouble. <laughs> All right, we're in trouble with the number. Xavion says it's out of control in Dallas due to the border situation. So many illegal women selling box to get by in Texas. Traffickers have entire floors of hotels rented out to put them to use. It's wild. I should do a vlog on the trafficking situation it has created and it's getting worse. So if you consider Dallas, Texas, it's close to the border. It's not it's not a border town, but it's certainly closer to the border than many other places in America. Um, yeah. Um, I actually shared a story of some Linglings. They busted three Linglings. I think it was in Texas. I might be wrong. They had a whole operation. <laughs> like, those are the things that, that that goes crazy that people don't even know. Like, you're never going to see it. And if you ever seen, like, massage parlors, like, you already know. You already know uh, massage parlors. Like, like, this is one of the things that I call when Americans put on blinders, right? Uh, you put on your blinders, right? Like, for instance, homeless people. I once said women are going to be go homeless and a lot of women are going to get evicted. But what people will say is, I don't see it. <laughs> now, listen, I, don't, I can't control your eyes. I can't control your eyes. But it's very apparent that a lot of people are going homeless. The homeless exist, but the cities do a good job of kind of keeping homeless in a certain area. And if you go to that area, you'll see it. It's rampant. It's crazy. But America's like to put on blinders. All right. And then come back and say, I don't see it. You put on your blinders. You see what you want to see. And then you tell me I'm, I'm tripping. Homelessness. Now, same thing as massage parlors. Everybody sees massage parlors, right? <laughs> Everybody. It's not even a debate. I don't care what city you're in. You see the CD massage parlor. Now, whether you acknowledge it, put two and two together, when they got a massage parlor and the whole window panel is covered over and it's just a blinking, flashing line massage, you know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Don't act stupid. It's in a strip mall. He got a picture of a woman, an old rusty picture of a woman massaging someone. It's in the CD part of town. You know what that is. <laughs> and, but they wanna, don't want to act like it's not happening. You see what that, you know what it is. And there's like 15 in a five square block. 15 of them. The massage parlors upstairs in a, in a corporate suite. Like, you know what the fuck. You stop. So then you act ignorant, right? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't see it. I don't see girls on the corner. It don't have to be on the corner for it to go down. There's, there's, they're suburban housewives doing it, right? It's that, yeah, happy endings. Uh, yeah, we giving our Thai massage. Thai massage. Like, you know what the fuck that is? Don't act stupid. They got more of them in a five-block radius than Starbucks. Stop. The rub and tug. The jerk shack. Everybody knows what's going on, but because you don't want to acknowledge it, you drive by and you don't see all of these CD massage places. Stop. And you think the city doesn't know what's going on? You think the police doesn't know? Everybody knows. <laughs> Liquor store, poker in the rear, massage parlor. Now, nah, stop. 
it's wild what y'all ignore is 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 a possibility. So anyway, uh, anyway, shout out to no government name SD coach that doom and gloom reminds me of how there's no longer music classes in a lot of public schools. Instruments are dying, and I think it's part of the NWO taking creativity away. Socialism, I tell you, communism is something else. Um, and the first people they took the instruments from from were the young black students of America and the creative art schools, right? The people who were probably going to be able to uh, lead the way in instruments, but, you know, ninjas are very innovative. They they just then put two turntables together and were like, chicka, chicka, chicka. Are you going to take away our drums and the guitar? We're going to make some music, <laughs> right? And we're going to take the riff right here. We're going to take the, we're going to take this part of the song and we're going to sample this mother sucker and we're going to rap over this, all right? Ninjas are creative, man. Black men are black people are creative as fuck. They'll make something out of they'll make something out of nothing. Oh, we can't have no drums. Okay, we got sticks and pans. All right, we about to have a whole garage band. We about to have a whole band. All right, we gonna we gonna ninjas gonna find a way. Ninjas gonna find a way to make some music. All right, okay, no guitar strings. All right, I got your ass. <laughs> All, right. All right, anyway. Only thing they're not good at is making it a business. They seem to not be able to do that shit. Yeah. Cause they do it for fun. We just entertaining. All right. You like us? All right. And then just get to dancing. All right. Then just be like, you like what we're doing? Okay, cool. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What, what you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right, anyway, brother, brothers, brothers are resourceful, ninja. Yep, he says salt and pepper shakers. Ninjas will be with some rice and salt and make a whole band. We don't need no maracas. We got salt shakers. Let's go. All right, anyway, you got to love the ingenuity. You just got to get the business acumen down because when people see you, all it takes is one Jewish guy to come and see you doing it, and he goes, aha, I'll become rich off these ninjas. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. Got to get the business acumen down. You got to be ruthless out here. No, man, we, we do this for the people. We do this for free. I refuse to charge our people for this music and this dancing. I refuse to charge people for this YouTube and this red pill. I refuse. And then all of a sudden, somebody becomes rich off your shit and makes a business. And then you mad at them. They the overseer. They the colonizer. Nah, Ninja, you should have made a business. You should have charged for it, Ninja. <laughs> now you mad because somebody made a business out of the shit that you was talking about for five years. Pearly. All right, y'all was mad at Pearl so bad. I was like, Pearl did the right thing. She monetized it, made it a business. <laughs> While y'all was out here giving it away for free, now y'all mad. Hey, man, how's she making the money? She hired Ninjas. It's the old classic story. Capitalism rules, Ninja. When you have it and you can charge for it, charge for it. Because somebody's going to figure out how to charge for it. You can't claim they stole it. You were giving it away, power to the people. Power to the people. We're going to empower our people with the message. And then they monetize the message. Right up under your damn... <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm going off on tangents. Shout out to uh, Justin O says... Hit the Ireland Cougar bottom. Now she's saying she loves black men and texts me nonstop. This woman is married, 
but I don't pay, right? Give me the buzzer. There's no such thing as free punani. She own you, Ninja. You're going to have to hit that bottom. You're going to have to hit that bottom, Ninja, and pull away easily. All right. Shout out to Deshaun Rose. Great tournament show last night, coach. But as you explained, I'm the gentleman, so I didn't make the lineup. But, yeah, the Giga Chad is undefeated. Yeah, I had to take out the gentleman because people would actually, they would have voted for it. That would have been skewed. It would have been unfair. But, anyway, let's play a game of hit it or quit it. I'm going to put this up here because I got too many banners to throw up here. But let's play a game or hit it or quit it. KT King, are you here? This is for you, sir. And that's you. All right, I don't know if you heard the music, but yeah, he said ninjas never patent anything. They don't. You, you guys want to do it for the people, and you want to do it, you want to be moral, and then all of a sudden people come over your head and trump you, and then you're mad at them. But anyway, hit it or quit it. Uh, you see the segment here. We're going to have a little bit of fun. We have a, a woman here, I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, but uh, tell me, y'all nasty boys. I'm, I just want your oh, opinion here. Nasty. Uh, before I put it up, I'm going to have to put the... <laughs> Before I put it up, I'm going to have to put up the poll. Uh, actually, let me put up the video first. All right, I'm going to put up the video. Uh, here it is right here, Ninja. Um, I'm thinking we do have a female here. Uh, yeah, hit it or quit it. All right, nasty boys. I'm going to put up a poll. Don't, don't, don't comment in the comment section. I, I don't know why I can't put up the poll here, but I'm going to start a poll. Hit or quit. Hit it or quit it. All right, quit it means no. All right, hit, quit. All right, not a one hit and quit. All right, that means quit means no. Hit it or quit it. KT King, where you at, sir? Some of y'all ninjas, man, the way we going today, women got more testosterone and all of that in their veins than men. And, of course, she got a couple of gear and trend and Winnie and all of that and the clear. Hit it or quit it. Let me see if I can put it up here. Hit it or quit it. We're just having a little bit of fun. Hit, quit. KT King is going crazy right now. KT King loved them bodybuilder chicks, them wrestling chicks, those fitness chicks. I dated a couple of fit chicks. I'll pass. By the way, we got 500 people in the box over on the Notorious CGA channel. Shout out to y'all. I appreciate y'all for being over there. You guys left the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Appreciate y'all over there. All right, uh, hit it or quit it here, right here. Clap cheeks or not, man. All right, this is crazy right here. All right, she still got a little bit of a female face there, but the body. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's not a transformer, Ninja. That's just, that's just, that's not a transformer. All right, I think she got female parts in the middle of her legs there, but she definitely on the test. She on the steroids for sure. Yeah, there it is right there. Yeah, that, oh, wait a minute. That ain't no tranny. All right, hit it or quit it. Woo! She might have it, man. Her breath stink. I'm going to tell you that right now. I know her breath stink. Let's see if the nasty boys are in here. Oh, that's nasty. How many of you ninjas nasty boys on hit it or quit it? Who think they could do it? Woo! That would be rough. All right, I think that's it for hit it or quit it. Let me see if I got it. I think that's it for it. Uh, Let me see. We'll, we'll, get, we'll take you out with the outro, I suppose. We'll take you out. With, let me see. Is that the outro? That is the outro right there. Let's take you out.
All right, how many of y'all nasty ninjas put hit? All right, man, it's a lot of brothers out here. I'm concerned about you. All right, uh, no, I'm not concerned about you. You just nasty. By the way, there's some old men that pay for that woman to do some things to her. I don't know if you guys know. There's men that pay to wrestle with these women. And if you go back, again, one of these situations we talked about earlier about Harry Hines. We were just talking about this. And you can look this up. You can look this up. Back in the, I want to say the early 2000s, and even in the 90s and whatnot, female bodybuilders prostituted themselves with clients where they would go to hotel rooms and book guys that wanted to wrestle with bodybuilder women. Who knows this? I, I tell too much information here. But there are, there was a time where female bodybuilders, in order to make money, because they don't make a lot of money, they would they would basically, well, they, they would call it wrestling. They would wrestle and they would do all of this fantasy wrestling. And, and they, but what they were really doing was sleeping with the clients. They were prostituting, but nobody called it that. They were just saying, we're doing some sort of fetish wrestling, but they would have sex with the clients. And, um, but people, you know, to, to please America, we act like they're not doing it. No, they're just wrestling. They're just doing their thing and they leave the room. No, they don't. They get, they get that booty. They get to beat them, that, that bodybuilder's piece leave. In fact, um, I covered it on the stream. There was a guy who was, um, I think there was a guy who killed his wife, a black guy, a black bodybuilder, killed his wife, I think it was. And what happened was it was revealed that I think he either got killed or I can't remember. I think he killed the wife. But it was revealed that when they were together, she was a female bodybuilder and she used to wrestle clients to support the family. Who remembers that show? Let me, leave, let me see if I can pull it up. But this is another case of the sex industry existing, but undercover, and then people turn a blind eye. She killed him. Okay, she killed him. So she killed him, but then she said, yeah, he was abusive. He made me sell pussy while I was a female bodybuilder, and that supported the family. Who remembers his name? She got him. The wife killed him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they, but that's what she said. She was like in the industry while we were married because he didn't make a lot of money in bodybuilding. She didn't make a lot of money. So in order for them to support the family, she used to wrestle clients. It wasn't Chris Benoit, but she probably do it. She probably do it. It's a documentary on it. It was a white woman and a black guy. It was a white woman and a black guy. But that's, yeah, she became the victim. But that's how they supported the family. So she literally was... Married selling sex. Like these type of things, brothers, like these are the things where I tell you it's happening. And y'all, no, she, she was just wrestling. And I'm like, no, you guys are getting put into, okay, we got the name here. Ray McNeil. Ray McNeil. I think it's the guy that does sound familiar. Ray McNeil and Sally. Ray and Sally McNeil. Yeah, here we go. We got it. Thank you, brothers. And so that's what she said in the documentary. There she is as a female bodybuilder. Let me see if I can pull. I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to take this down. I, I'm going to pull up the in, uh, images. So here, here's the couple right here. Here's the couple. And so essentially he was the pimp, right? He, he kind of was pimping her out. And the way to make money, because bodybuilding at the time, you know, a lot of them didn't make a lot of money. 
the way they made money is she she basically took clients and wrestled them. That's what she said. But she was like, it it really wasn't wrestling. I was having sex with them, right? But she ended up killing him, right? So that's a, this is another case of what I was talking about. That's her in prison right there. Another case of where I say it's happening, but people kind of just gray area spin it, and then they say it's not prostitution. And I'm like, what? They're literally... They're literally doing it. That's exactly what they're doing. If you just break it down. Uh, here's a here's an example of the. Uh, that's another female. I wonder if they do have pictures of her with males wrestling them. Let me see if they do have it. Uh, but that's another example of it. Yeah, she was swole as a mother sucker. They don't have pictures of her with her, her clients. Obviously not. That would be damaging. But yeah, she was. Um. This is another example of it. Is she out now? She got out of prison? She got out of prison? Wow. She's out? Okay. Sally McNeil. Is she out of prison? Sally McNeil. But I covered that story a long time ago. Out of prison. Let me see if she's out of prison. Yep, she's out. She was let out. Um, she served 25 years. She was released in 2020. Oh, that's why, because she did the documentary. Okay, so yeah. So she did the Netflix documentary. So she's out of prison. All right, but served 25 years for that. Anyway, they overturned the conviction, then reinstated it. Okay, I see what they're doing there. There's a lot of confusion. But again, that's another example of what we talk about where I'm like, it's happening. Y'all just, y'all just, they just call it something else. And you're like, no, they just, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Anyway, would you hit Sally McNeil? It's crazy. She's a personal trainer. All right. Wow. Crazy. All right. 50 Cent goes muck mode. 50 Cent goes muck mode. Uh, here it is right here. This is kind of what we talk about, the free agent lifestyle. 50 Cent has become a free agent. Shout out to the free agent. All right. Shout out to the free agent lifestyle here. But take a look. This is kind of the thing that I preach that many people don't preach in this space. Uh, a lot of people try to make you solve your problems th through or with women. But I always say, no, nah, not really. You need to go through a period of abstinence, a period of non-dating, a period of not chasing tail, a period of not cold approaching, of not spinning plates, of not trying to pimp the girl, of not trying to let women build your business. All right, they, you can build a business with them. You need to go through a period of cleansing. You need to go to a bitch fast or a woman fast, especially when you've experienced some trauma. But here we go. 50 Cent reveals he's practicing abstinence in 2024. I don't have the time to be distracted. Let's give this ninja a win. You got to love it. 50 Cent is a trendsetter for sure. Yep. All right. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And um, 50%. 50 <laughs> That's his new name. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, 50%. I call him 50% now. Um, he has always kind of been trending towards this way. Even with uh, groupies, there's classic clips of him saying very red pill stuff about women, about not trusting them, about how dangerous they are, about staying away from pretty women. Right? He was like, oh, I see pretty women. He wants them to stay over there. He was like, I see your pretty ass. Stay away from me. 
he's had classic clips that we've used of him saying stuff that a lot of men aren't saying, but you see them end up in trouble. You really haven't had 50 Cent. You haven't had 50 Cent really be in the trouble that a lot of people have been in, even Diddy. I think 50 and Diddy are rivals, and 50 and Rick Ross, and a lot of the people that he sees, he's like, I ain't doing it. He's saying the same thing about marriage. He was like, no, nah, I don't see why you would get married. It doesn't make sense. He's saying a lot of red pill things, and this is another example of it. Uh, let's see why. Let's see why he wants to focus on his career. 50 Cent, I said, 50 Cent says, So I could focus on my career. Shout out to 50% here. Shout out to 50%. He says 50 shared that he's giving up sex this year to accomplish his goals. That's the free agent lifestyle, Ninja. I'm telling you, man. He says, my idea is so big, I don't have time to be distracted. I'm practicing abstinence, he admitted on the Instagram caption. Who knows if this is true and who, how long it will last. But he says he explained that he has been meditating and focusing on his career. Yeah. So wow. I could focus on my career. Maybe on his goals. He says, I hope this new year helps you excel to the next level. And um, he, has, he always tags his brands on anything he posts. Every, every single post, he tags his brands, one of them at least. In the post, he shared several photos of wearing uh, himself wearing a suit and a tie while smoking a cigar and with a glass of his award-winning brandy. All right, shout out to him. The power producer didn't give any hints about his aspirations, and he should not give any hints. He should not give any details. But he did post a photo of himself in a bar holding a bottle of cognac hours later. There is always another level. And he, uh, he did tag his brands. He captioned to the post. Several of his fans, fans flooded the comment section to show their support for the hip-hop star. And then he says right here on Twitter, my new idea is so, okay, I already read that. He says, yes, mindset and discipline in order for positive change. Mindset and discipline in order for positive change. And this is true. In my book, as much as I talk about the junior college now, and I want to say something because a lot of people do not hear my entire message. Most of y'all niggas don't hear it, and I say it. If you read my book, I, I, I said the same thing. In order for you to go to, to the next level, you got to get, get rid of dating. You got to take a break. You got to get rid of women, the pursuit of women, the interest of women, the maybe the off chance that you'll find your soulmate. Men have to have a reflective period and not be distracted by women. Women are a massive distraction. So you have to be in a clarity position, a clarity mindset, in order to reach the next level. Don't just transition and take the shortcut because the JUCO is, I, I know a lot of people are going, okay, I'm going to use the JUCO as a shortcut. It's not a shortcut. Do not shortcut to the JUCO. Now, I'm saying it now, but you guys haven't been with me the entire ride. I went through a point of, reflection, discipline, change, redirecting myself, refocusing. During that time, people thought I was a weirdo. They thought I was weird. They said I couldn't get bitches, that I was lame, that I lived in a, a, a studio apartment. And content creators went after me in this space. Then all of a sudden, 2021, 2021 is when I came out of it. And I said, now I can finally enjoy. But I said, I went through 2017 through 2021 in this journey. Now, that wasn't an entire period of monk mode. 
But I was trying to tell you, you need to reflect, rechange. You need to reshift. You need to give up marriage. Give up impregnating women. Give up the idea of kids. You need to give it up. Give up the idea. Stop fucking fat bitches and old women. All right? Now, you need to give that up in order to get where you went. And it was right around 2021. What happened that people took notice? What happened when people took notice in 2021? Because before then, people were saying I was broke, dusty. I couldn't get women, right? What happened in 2021? Let's see if you got it. Let's see if you can figure it out. And then when that happened, all them guys shut up. Then they, or they turned into haters. When I did this one thing, that showed that I was making the transition out of the monk mode. Now I'm going to the JUCO. What happened that I did that now people looked at me completely different? The 9-11. I got the 9-11, and that was the wake-up call. That was, the, that was the wake-up call like, oh, shit. And when I told you, I said, watch. In 2019, I said, watch. It's going to work out for me. 2020, I said, watch. It's going to work out for me. 2021, towards the middle to end of 2021, I was like, watch. Then as soon as I got the 9-11, it was like, oh, shit. And I was like, I told you. Then I got demonetized. And then everybody's like, he's going to lose the 9-11. I was like, it's too late. It's too late. Like, I, you guys don't know what happened. I was, I was in focus mode for five years straight. I was in focus mode. I was like, watch, just watch, just watch. Everybody's like, nah, he's whack. They was calling me all kind of names, content creators. Content creators that really ain't even relevant anymore. So I won't even mention their name. I won't even mention their name. But I was like, watch, I'm, I, got a, I got a plan that I'm going to hit. I'm not going to show it down. I don't need to show you the receipts. I was like, I got a plan. Y'all going to have to watch and wait. Now, all of a sudden, boom, I did that. And they was like, oh, shut them up or turn them into a hater. <laughs> and they was like, I got demonetized. And it was like, oh, he going to get repoed because I really got demonetized shortly after I got the car. Shortly after I got it, I got demonetized right away. And I'm thinking that the haters started attacking. All right. They could not stand it. They was like, what? But I was like, just I'm going to the lab. I need to rechange, refocus, reshift my mindset. No banging old fat women anymore. No banging old white women. Saggy 30. And when I say old, I'm talking about 35 and up. All right. I, I eliminated that. And then I said, when I, and then the next thing I did is I went to the JUCO. Then I switched and pivoted. But let me just tell you, without that, I could not. If I did that at the point where I was refocusing and I still dated on Tinder, dated on Bumble, tried to get relationships, move in with a woman, cohabitate, all the things that I tell you, get married again. If I would have done that, I wouldn't have been able to hit this goal. If I would have done that, I wouldn't have been able to be where I'm at today. If I just said, let me give love another chance, I had to literally just say, that's not for me for five years. That doesn't mean I didn't have sex, though. I'm just letting you know. But I said, that's not for me. Those people will never, I'll never marry a single mother. I will never move a woman in. I had to do that for five years straight. Now, the people who found me after 2021, the people who found me after 2021, you think I was just balling for my entire life. Well, I was living in my car in 2014. <laughs> okay, 2013, 2014. 
living in my car, divorced, down bad, getting sued left and right. All right, so you found me winning, and you're like, it's easy for you to say. And I was like, no, I had to literally shift my focus, redirect, repattern my life to where I needed to go. And it needed to be a short window. Now, I didn't drink alcohol. I barely ate out at restaurants. That's how focused I was. I didn't go to parties. I didn't barely go to nightclubs. Like, I remember I went to a few birthday parties for some people at a nightclub, but I did that sparingly, maybe three, four times a year. I barely ate out at restaurants. I always ate my food at the house. That was for five years, and they called me lame and couldn't this and that, and they, dude, these concert creators were calling me crazy names. Yep, I stopped traveling. Like, right around that time, I started to say, okay, I'm going to show you the free agent lifestyle. I started traveling to places and whatnot. Guess who always guess who also noticed the change? Before that, I was not on child support because I had 50-50 custody. Before that, I was not on child support because I had 50-50 custody. What happened was when I got the Porsche, my ex-wife went. Now, I want you to listen. This is what happens. This is what 50 Cent is talking about. People ignore you when you down bad. When you start winning, they start taking notice. But in order for you to win, you got to go monk. You got to go underneath. Okay? Because people going to think you a loser and you don't have shit. But then when you ha- make that great change, and I'm going to tell you, people are going to say, well, you shouldn't have got it. Guys, live your life. Do not try to not live your life to not piss people off. You always going to piss people off. You always going to piss people off. It don't matter. Do not not live your life so people don't come after you. And they going to come after you anyway. Guess what happened after I got that to this level? I got demonetized. Guess what? People start reporting my videos and say, we're going to ruin his money because people are losers and they can't stand to see people win. So they want to make sure you're going to lose your money. The haters going to hate. The haters going to hate. But I'm telling you, you cannot get there trying to do the same thing, dating old women, messing with fat broads, messing with low-life women, straggles, dating on Tinder, dating on Bumble. Okay? You can't do that anymore, guys. That's why I'm so stringent on men with standards, especially black men. I'm like, dude, you guys got to get standards. The reason why you're not getting ahead, and these same guys that date straggles, always talking about oppression and the white man and institutional racism, You got to get out of that mindset. The first place you start is your standards with women. I'm telling you, this is mind changing. This is life changing. When I changed my mind and I said, the only type of women I'm going to be with is the the prime in my mind, whatever's prime, whatever's high standard. That's it. And if I can't afford it now, I'm going to wait till I can afford it, period. But you got to stop messing with low quality women in order to get yourself to the top. This is what 50 Cent is saying. Because women are a distraction. No matter how many of these ninjas on internet put it, women are not a focus. They are a, they are a, uh, what I call it, a byproduct of your success. Your focus should never be on women. Because when you become successful, the women gonna come. When you become successful, the women are a part of you becoming successful. 
as opposed to you're going to build with a woman, it's going to take you 15 years longer to build with a woman and become successful than it is to go monk mode for three years or two years and then you become successful. Then you can actually put them in proper perspective. But you ain't never, you ain't never going to become as big as you need to become with most women in America. You're not. With most women, there is exceptions to the rules on this one. Most women in America are going to drag you backwards or they're going to make it longer for you to get to place where you need to go. Longer. It's wild. But 50 Cent is another guy that's basically preaching the same thing. And I'm loving it. He says, executive mode, mogul moves, and positive vibes only. Women are Debbie Downers. Women are downers. I'm sorry, ladies. I'm I'm sorry to hear. Women are downers. <laughs> I mean, I'm just letting you know. Because how many people experience this? They're downers because they come into your life and they want to talk about how bad their fucking life is. They gotta we gotta take all their baggage. Right? Their their trauma, their their past kids, their body count, their financial issues, their therapy, their their divorce, their breakup, their their past selection of men. They're downers. This is why I only deal with younger women or mostly only deal with younger women because they're not as downers as older women. Older women are downers. Now, when they get a lot older, they tend to get past it. Like when their kids become adults and they're talking about like 50, 52, 55. And if they can refocus their life, they're not as much of a downer. Most of them, if they're down bad financially, they're going to be downers. They're complaining about shit all the time, gossiping, bitching. And I'm not saying this to belittle them, but... For men, you shouldn't be dealing with these issues. Mental health issues, they're unstable, instable. They're downers. They always broke. And then they be traveling and then broke at the same time. I'm like, how are you traveling and you are broke? But that's what they do. And I'm saying, you got to get rid of all that. I know it's going to seem weird and you guys want to talk about pimping and the ism and, and all of these fairy tales. Absolute fairy tales that I can prove and prove our fairy tales. It's a life of caricature. You guys are making this shit up. It only works for a small percentage of people. But what works for men, you got you to gotta go 50 cent. You got to go monk mode. For a period of time. He says, big moves, no distractions. Women are a distraction. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care if they're your employee. They're distractions. And I'm not trying to belittle them. They're super distraction. Um, I have, uh, just, just as a point of reference here, they don't know when to really shut up. Like you're, you're, you're having a meeting and they just, blah, 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 blah. they just be talking for no reason. Are you talking to be heard? Are you talking to make a point? Or are you talking because you're uncomfortable? What is it? Are you talking to express a need? Let's get down to the business. But they just, blah, 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 blah. okay, be quiet. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, people tell me all the time that I need to, well, take the advice. Shut up. Shut up. They, they can't shut up. <laughs> they can't. They always, but I'm too important or busy. Um, I'm always thinking. They don't understand it. I'm always thinking. Jay-Z said one time, I work 24-7. He said, if you're thinking about your business, you're working. Now, I don't always quote Jay-Z, but it makes sense. But if you're an entrepreneur, if you're trying to make a big change in your life, if you're trying to figure out what your next step is, last thing you need is somebody. That's the last thing you need. Because it distracts you from thinking. 
Some women don't understand this. They work nine to five. They see you sitting there thinking. They think you're doing nothing. And you're like, I'm doing something right now. It doesn't look like you're doing anything, but I am. I'm changing the fucking world in my mind. I'm changing my whole paradigm in my mind. Last thing I need you to do is to think I could just sit here and listen to you, right? I cannot, I can't afford it. In their world, work is like on the clock typing at a computer. They don't understand that. You need to have thoughts. Like you need to be able to be able to decompress. You need to have isolation. You need to have meetings with people that are on your level. Not sitting around because I'm not on the clock. Oh, you're not working. Or when you're with me, you're not working. So you have time. It's Saturday. I don't give a fuck what a day, day it is. I don't work. I don't turn my mind off on Saturday. <laughs> right? I don't turn my mind off the whole day on Saturday for you to waste it. Me listening to you. Blah, 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 blah. So this is what he's talking about. This is what he's talking about. I'm visualizing. I'm vision boarding. I'm planning. I'm plotting. I'm scheming. But women are a distraction to these things, and people don't really want to call it what it is. All right, and so he says right here, the rapper announce, announcement comes after rumors surfaced that he and his girlfriend, Jamira Cuban Link, has called it quits. All right. So apparently there's a woman named Jasmine Cuban Link. Let me see here. I guess, is that, is that him? Oh, the humanity. That's him? All right, that's, is this Jasmine Cuban Link? All right. She handsome. Oh, the humanity. All right, she's very handsome. Or he's very handsome. I can't tell. She, well, I don't know what's going on. All right, but uh, anyway, I'm pretty sure she's distracting. He's like, man, and again, what is he getting back from her? What could he possibly be getting? Let me just say here, I don't know her. I know him. I know that whatever he's doing with him or her, whatever he's doing with her, cannot be producing anything of value or returning anything positive net gain in comparison to her being absent from his life. Everybody got it. Meaning that there's really no return of investment of this person to 50 Cent in comparison to all of the lofty ambitions and goals that he has for his life. And one more, one, one more thing, guys. One more thing. Even if you're successful, doesn't mean you can rest. And 50 Cent to me, we're going to have to give 50 Cent an honorary CGA degree. Because even though he's successful, he still wants to keep climbing. A lot of people think you're going to make $500,000 and you're going to sit down. It's not going to happen. A lot of you guys wish to believe that you're going to make $100,000 and go off and live in a shack in the middle of Kentucky and then live there freely like Ted Kaczynski. It's not going to happen. The world's going to shapeshift around your ass really quick and that money's going to be gone. So he like, this woman is nothing but a headache and a time suck. I don't care who or what think, you just think this is a good looking woman, all right? But apparently he said the return of investment ain't there. I'd rather go to the JUCO. I'm going to the JUCO. And maybe not even that. Boy, this is a handsome woman. Mm. 
the look on his face, all right? Yeah, there's no return of investment here. She's been sad lately, and he's been throwing himself into work. I think her and 50 Cent may have called it quit. I wish both of them well. Guys, I mean, look, man. <laughs> there's so many times you can bang the same woman. There's so many times you can bang the same woman. Like, she's might be attractive for most of y'all. I'm going to need to pull up an attractive picture of this woman because uh, these two pictures are not her best. Her, but how many times can he bang this woman and, and, and be coming back to the same? <laughs> hey, I teach these principles, the law of diminishing returns. I don't care. They always have the phrase, too, that says, I don't care how fine a woman is. If she's with a man, he's tired of banging her. There's a phrase that goes by that. The law of diminishing returns. I want you to listen to me. You heard it here from CGA. You heard it here. The law of diminishing returns works as such. You got to know when to get off. You, you got to know when it's shit to get off the pot. Weird face, light skin. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that too. I'll pull up her IG. But look, I don't care who you with. There's a point where the maximum output is going to be reached. There's a point of diminishing returns. Most people, most people, stay even when the uh, diminishing returns have not been positive. So there's a point of positivity. You still think there's something there, but you stick around too long. And then by the time you realize it, you're already in negative returns. And then you want to bail. Then you want to dump. You want to dump her. Then you want to file for divorce. Really? It was already here. You were already there. Reaganomics 101. The diminishing turn. Most of the time, it's kind of like this. Uh, how do diminishing returns work if you're new here? I describe this as nightclub activity. When you go to a nightclub and everybody's done them, that's why I don't do them because, first of all, I'm not, I don't belong there. But when you go to a nightclub, what do you show up? 9, 9, 30, 10. Okay, if you're a woman, 10, 30, 11. But, you know, the music, everybody's filling in, everybody's filing in, people are starting to populate the nightclub, 9, 9, 30. The music is bumping. Everybody's energetic, optimistic, excited. The drinks are flowing. 9.30, 10, 10.30. Everybody's feeling good, positive. Everybody's trying to figure out their space and figure out their plan, who they're going to talk to, who they're going to do, what table we're going to sit in. Everybody settles in around 11. Then the alcohol starts hitting your body. Starts flowing in the veins. Then people start getting tipsy. You're loud, laughing, having fun, so forth. 11.30, after 11.30, this is where you're at. The point of diminishing returns. Right there at 11.30, it's time to go home. The best thing you probably could do is go home at 11.30. But what happens at 11.30? All right, 11.30, the riffraff start coming in. The hoes. The ninjas that's going to come in and really pull your bitch. All right, the club promoter going to come in and walk in. The VIPs going to walk in. Jealous niggas going to start walking in. Haters and player haters going to start walking in because that's when they come in, 11, 30, 12, 1 o'clock. All right, the ninja who performing on the stage going to come in. All right, and his security guard. Ninjas going to start boloing ninjas and embodying ninjas. And this is when ninjas start hitting your shoulder. This is when the floor is packed. 
Right. This is when the alcohol ninja stars stop getting tipsy and they start getting drunk because as they were tipsy, before they were tipsy, they kept drinking to get tipsy. But now at 1130, every drink they take is going to take 20 minutes for them to get drunk. So they get tipsy off the first drink, but by 1130, they didn't put two more drinks in them. They're going to be drunk like a skunk at, at midnight. The club shooters are coming in. Here they come, 12 o'clock, the bullshit coming in. The pimps coming in, all the bullshit coming in. All the other niggas, the dusties, the dirties, here they come at midnight. Now, people start getting drunk. They just start getting their feelings hurt and rejected. All right. Everybody starts staking their claim in mate garden. They just start cock blocking <laughs> right here. And that's at the point of maximum return. So 1130 you should have left. Really, by 11 p.m., you should have left, but you stayed. And here we are at about 1231 at the point of maximum return, and the bullshit start happening. Bitches start acting funny. Niggas start shooting, stabbing. Cop blockers start summing up. Niggas start getting hit by bottles and whatnot. The Hennessy. <laughs> All right, the prostitutes start coming in. It's a mess. It's a mess. So that is an example of the, the law of diminishing returns. Then people start, the girls start getting drunk. They start crying and throwing up. They can't handle their liquor. All right, they start wobbling on their high heels. They start getting bitchy in the attitude. Bar fights. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. That's the law of diminishing returns. And that's the same thing with this 50 cents uh, uh, situation here. Uh, this woman, uh, how much positive can this woman do? Like, really? Compared to what he can accomplish without her. And that's on even your level. That's even on your little level. That's even on your level. All right, anyway, enough about that story. We'll get to the main event here. What is this right here? All right, I skipped one. We'll get to the main event because I know you've been waiting and waiting. Why women only want winners? You guys heard the phrase, uh, women don't build, they wait at the finish line for the winners. And this is certainly true. And it should be true, but I'm going to let this woman explain uh, what she means by this. Give me a second here. And it says, why do, why do bare minimum men expect women to struggle with them? Think about this. Now, the meme she's using here, um, you can't really see, so... Uh, but this woman is going to say this. Go ahead. Okay, why do all these bare minimum men love saying that, oh, women don't want to build with me, they don't date for love anymore, they want to come to the finish line when I'm already wealthy... I think it's so funny how all these men, they expect women to participate in the struggle Olympic and build with them, but they're not even building themselves. Like, why would a woman build with you when you don't make yourself a priority? Throughout history and time across every single animal species, women were never building with men. Like, look at this bowerbird. He built everything by himself. So I'm really curious as to where this whole women aren't building with me narrative came from. Because throughout time, women were moving into houses that men have already built. And all these men who say, oh, no, women aren't interested in building and struggling with me anymore are selective feminists because if a man is in survival mode why is he so concerned about dating because being with a woman is a luxury not a right and they also love saying oh my god my mom worked three jobs why can't you work three jobs and support me like how she did because she was a good woman like sir your mom was a single mom and she did not have a man by her side and you are a man and you want a woman to go through the same thing that your mom went through with you at her side why would you want to bring that dynamic into a two-person household these are the same men who think that women being martyrs means that we are good women because his mom never got to rest she never got flowers or gifts she never worked out did anything nice for herself and she was okay so why can't we be okay like no 
Okay, why do all these bare minimum men love... All right, oh, so, okay, the bare minimum men. Um, so sometimes it's good to hear these perspectives over here. Some of the things she got partially right. Some of these things are not even thought out accurately for uh, to a greater extent. Plus, modern times have changed a lot of these things, right? So uh, I think the one thing that has changed significantly to this equation that makes everything different, she's saying men already had their lifestyle built and then added the woman... One thing that has changed that significantly is, and I don't know why I don't have my uh, thing up here. Hold on for a second. I'll have to do it live, but I'll say this. One thing that has changed is women working and their salaries increasing at a rate that was not existent in the past. Not to say that women weren't working. However, women are trying to compete income-wise with a group of men, but then they're now pulling back saying, okay, we're going to raise the bar on the expectations of the other men that we're competing against. This has been completely problematic, not only for women finding possible suitable mates, but for men to compete in the dating marketplace. This has been a disaster, and it's been a divide and conquer. Uh, it's, it's, it's a situation that I don't think we can come, uh, recover from. Now, give me a second here. I got to put this up for editing purposes here. Okay, women want winners. I'm going to just put this up really quick. Okay, that alone has destroyed any possible mate selection um, um, that could be equal to what was of the past, that could rival the past. And ladies, if you wanted to do the career thing, go ahead. But there's no possible way that you can compete in the equity position, be equitably rewarded financially, and then try to find winners. You actually depleted the winning pool and at the same time, you actually raise your standards of what is a win because you make 50000 Obviously, a guy at your level is going to be not as valuable to you, but that's where the majority of men are. These are all talking points that have been just beaten to death. So that's what has skewed the marketplace. So going back to go back and say, well, what happened in the past? Even from the red pill perspective, if you will, we can't even reference the past. Because it's irrelevant based on what exists today. And even from her position, that is irrelevant data to pull forth and say men in the past built houses and then added the woman. Today, that would be almost virtually impossible. Now, there was a guy earlier um, that was, I think, Albert Wesker as a devil's advocate says, well, if women only want the winners, why do they deal with Pookie? and Ray Ray and all of these people that we have metaphorically to describe their activities. And here's the reason. Number one, in a relative point of time, believe it or not, Pookie is a winner. Now, later on, when you see the, how it works out, Pookie obviously ends up a loser. And we can now look at it at the point of reference at a, at a point of time and say, she chose to be with a loser. But at the time, not such. And that is a certain uncivilized group of women that we're talking about. But if you think about women in the early stages of life, love bad boys. They like bad boys because when they're in this time period, the bad boys have the higher status. And indeed, they are the winners. They tend to have the money way earlier than you. You're a science nerd. You're a mathlete. You're a regular Joe. You a booger eater. 
you you out of shape, you awkward, no confidence, no your hairline ain't lined up, you ain't got no waves, no Jordans, and whatnot. Pookie represents a bad boy. He probably is somewhat status-wise recognized. He might be considered dangerous. This goes across the line to cartel members and gang members and mafia bosses. They are the person that is visible. You're invisible. You're just a regular guy. So at the point, at the point of 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, Pookie is popular. Pookie is a gangbanger. Pookie seems dangerous. Pookie is a bad boy. You play the trombone in the band. You in the marching band. (laughs) You a ninja that can't barely play your guitar. Ninja, you ain't got no bread. You broke Pookie selling drugs or stealing money or whatever the hell he's doing, scamming, so he sticks out. He sells weed on the side. So he gets drunk. He's doing all the things that women are curious about. Oh, he's on the fringe. He's edgy. He's cool. He got flavor. At the time, Pookie is a winner. At the time, Pookie is a woman, a winner. Now, when the women, if, of course, mature a little bit more, they supposed to grow out of Pookie. And then they'll be exposed to another bit of men. And sometimes they'll get in trouble with the Pookie and say, all my men uh, abuse me. Well, they were with Pookies. Yeah, Pookie got the SRT. Pookie got the Latrell Sprewell rims. Pookie got the Escalade with the TV screens. Pookie is winning. Pookie is the winner. So when we say women want winners, at that point of reference in their life, Pookie represents the winner. Down the line, Pookie is the loser. <laughs> All right. So, right? And you just uh, what I call a mathlete. Most men at this age are relatively confused, don't know what they want to do. Ninjas, y'all playing with toys. Um, you playing video games. You're, you're not a winner. Pookie's the winner. They go for the Pookie. And this is relatively a small, well, a large percentage of women um, that, that do this. But they all experience this excitement to be with a dangerous guy, a bad guy, a bad boy. So it's an example of women wanting the winners. Unfortunately, sometimes Pookie can be Pookie because he looks a certain way. Maybe he's taller. He's more muscular. He's intimidating. He's a bully. She feels protected by Pookie. This is a winner model. To let Ninja go to prison and she grows up. But sometimes they have a baby by this guy and really wreck her chances in the future. Okay. He says Pookie know how to play basketball and get drunk. So, in fact, Pookie is a winner in their point of life, in that point of life. And certainly most men are nothing. Most men are nothing at this age. 19? Who were we at 19? Dude, we were bagging groceries at 19. In fact, when you were 19 and bagging groceries, that woman walks in to the grocery store with Pookie and laughs at you because she thinks she won with Pookie. (laughs) And she laughs at you because you're bagging groceries. How many of us have been there at 19, 18, 17? We riding a bus and she riding a lowrider with Pookie. How How many of us got laughed at? Okay, even Nia Long said, when I was this age, when I was a high school teenager, I was dating the drug dealers. That's what we're talking about. So indeed, Pookie was a winner at that particular time. So why do they choose Pookie's? Because he was the winner. He was the standout guy. He was the high status guy. 
He was the most recognized guy. He was the dangerous guy. He was the guy with flair. You in there with your polo shirt. You over there taking ballet lessons. And Pookie got the freshest jeans. He got his khakis creased. <laughs> right? He was the winner. And Pookie know how to, well, Pookie know how to fuck because he's fucking a lot of women. You ain't fuck nobody by this age. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, Alpha C, Beta, Knee. So, uh, when, when we talk about women want the winners. All right, so another video here. Another video here. What is this one here? This is another kind of video that, and of course, I see a lot of black women making these videos. Um, just a quick message to black women, not to belittle you, uh, but whatever you're thinking, it's ass backwards. You're, you're wrong probably 90% of the time, just to let you know. And that goes for Latinas probably too, but uh, the black, black American culture is absolute garbage. You guys cannot pull off relationships at all. All right. It's not even feasible, uh, mostly because they get in their own way. I need you guys to stop thinking for a minute and let people do for you instead of thinking, all right? And if you let people do, you actually would probably win more than you're winning today. But inevitably, you guys are taking, you're getting your ass whipped on the relationship marketplace. And then these women have the nerve to jump on the internet and talk. You should be doing a lot more shut upping, just to be honest with you. And that goes for your mama, too. All these old single boomer mamas and they single and they ain't never married and they trying to, I ain't dating no 60-year-old man. Ma'am, you're 45, 50, and 60. Who the hell do you think you're going to date and marry? I need a businessman in a suit. They be 55 years old. Would you shut up? Would you? Your, your life is done. Ring the bell on you. Ring the bell. It's embarrassing. These people are, gar this is a garbage dating pool. It's a garbage dating pool. Who are you pressing to date you and pay for who are you pressing you have a small marketplace of men to pull to select from yes there's some winners but you already been pookied out athlete out you already been rappered out r&b tray songs out and now you're here trying to turn that shit over at 40 it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous i mean i'm just letting you know and i don't even date black women like that so i'm just putting it out there and i've had my problems with other races of women but the black woman's dating mindset is garbage. I'm just telling you. It's absolute trash. And I feel bad for you, black men. Like, you guys have no chance in hell. No chance. There's no chance. With the majority of them, and I'm not trying to put them down. I'm trying to help. You guys have no chance. And there's no chance for you guys' survival into the future. You're not correcting this shit. This shit is, it, this shit is out of control. I feel bad for you guys. It, it's, it's a shitty dating marketplace. The prospectus is trash. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's garbage. I mean, I, and then they jump on the internet, and even the ones that don't be on the internet, like, you guys are never going to recover from this. I mean, with this whole Russell Wilson-Sierra debate, that's your hope, is to be Sierra? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> This, this, is, this is not going to work out. I'm just telling you at all. But let's go to this young woman right here. This mindset is not going to work. I don't even pick out my partners from this mindset. Because in their world, they're always going to be uh, a, a winner. There's going to be a ninja that comes in and swoops in at the end. That requires, them, that, requires that man to take on an absolute dumpster fire. <laughs> right? Right? It's garbage, man. I don't know what y'all doing, man. 
I mean, I left that marketplace like 25 years ago. All right, but uh, it's not even an option for me. All right, let's continue. Know why it's a debatable thing if a woman wants to wait to have sex with a man. I saw a few brothers saying that if a woman wants to withhold sex, then the brother should withhold his money and not pay for any dates. And honestly, yes, brother, don't pay for that date. As a matter of fact, let's just scrap the whole date, just scrap the whole idea. Because I've learned everything I needed to know. That some of these brothers equate like a $50 salmon dinner to the worth of my body. I'm not a sex worker. If you want that, just go get it. Just leave me alone. And the reality is double standards between men and women exist. The fact that men could have a high body count, but we're not supposed to, is a double standard that works in men's favor. The fact that men are the ones who are supposed to protect and provide works in our favor. Like, let's not be delusional. We talk about how we want better for our people in our communities and how the family should be the focus. But as soon as I say something that might inconvenience the brothers from getting what they want, then we're against that all of a sudden. I don't know why we act like our community wouldn't be in a better position as a whole if we were more choosy. <laughs> we were more choosy. You mean the men. You're talking about the men were more choosy. I don't think she's talking about the women. Uh, because, ma'am, you came in with your nappy-headed crumb-snatching-ass kid, I'm pretty sure. I can guarantee you, you got a crumb-snatcher. Okay, but you're talking about picky and choosy. But you guys are the ones who elevate the pookie and the hustler and the, the, the rapper and the them ninjas, the dirt dog, the dirty dick Rodneys. That, you elevate them, you laugh at us, and then we got, now you want us to be picky and choosy when most of the guys you want to be picky or choosy have saw you get ran through for a good decade. Now we supposed to hold out. Now we supposed to wait for you. Now we supposed to do the Sierra's prayer. And hold out where you didn't got dick down like a damn. Like this is crazy, but 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 unfortunately, because you're in, she's in the situation. She looks attractive at a advanced age. She thinks she still has options out here, and she simply does not. She simply does not. So she's battling for a small percentage of men, but she wants a lot of other men to take the concessions. All right, did you make sugar daddy wait? Nope. Did you make Pookie wait? Nope. Did you make? Let Jermaine and Jamal and Keandre, did you let them wait? Nope. But now I got to wait. Now I got to pay. And again, I think she's right about the guys that don't want to pay for, uh, uh, um, for dates. But I also have said, if you wanted to make a community better, you need to understand what dating is. And I was the first content creator to say dating is linked to prostitution. The simple fact that you're talking about a dinner date with a stranger is prostitution, period. Now, we have gray areas. Again, we fight the gray areas. No, it's not. That's traditional dating. It is not. Traditional dating and finding mates did not center around taking strange women to dinners. That is not a traditional date. That is marketing. That's just like the engagement ring. It's marketing. has nothing to do with tradition. That's how people learn. That's how you learn through moving and marketing and commercials. To, to center around the middleman being the pimp, which is the restaurant industry, the drinking, the bar, the alcohol industry, and everything else that centers around it, the clothing industry, the cologne industry. That's why you learn to date television. That is not a traditional date. That is not how you find a partner. So to say for a guy he has to go take a bitch out to dinner, that's ridiculous. That's not true. And that's not how you find mates. You find mates in your social circle, church, school, neighborhoods and you keep your reputation clean and you find them as early as possible and you stick with them number one number two you court them through family and through people who know them that is traditional dating not a salmon dinner 
So first of all, the women have it wrong. You don't go out on a date to learn someone. You go out on an outing, a retreat, not a date. And yes, you don't trade puss for $50 a salmon. I agree with her. But where she's got it wrong is what is a traditional date? How do you find a partner? Not over dinner. Period. That's just too much prostitution. There was a period where you would get arrested for doing something like that, <laughs> right? There was a period in our world you get arrested for doing that. This is what the Man Act was created for. All right, I've done a whole show on it, so do not ask me for my receipts. But this was frowned upon by the masses who were traditional. What are these people doing? Why are you? Guys, there was a time you could not check into a hotel room with any other woman other than your wife. If you pulled up with a woman and she was not your wife, they would not let you check into the hotel. Well, now we can do it, and it seems somewhat like normal. However, that's prostitution. And they didn't want to be a house of whoredom. So it was looked and frowned upon that you would do that. Same thing as taking a strange woman out for date to pay for dinners and give her gifts and flowers. That's prostitution. That is not dating. But to even today, women commit acts of prostitution and don't call it acts of prostitution. That's how we've fallen. That's how far we've fallen. And they're like, that's not prostitution. And it clearly is. No, that's just my sugar daddy. Okay. <laughs> you could not do that. So you couldn't, yeah, shacking up. You could not, there were times that if you leased an apartment and you said, here's my girlfriend, we're going to move in, they wouldn't give you the apartment. They would be like, uh-uh, I'm not leasing an apartment to a couple that is not married. But what do we do today? Now we can shack up and everybody eventually said, okay, it's acceptable. But before you couldn't do that in traditional dating. But here you guys go. Right? Here you guys go. Social media, same thing. So where are we at now? Because women have been elevated in our society now, but the economy's kicking their ass. Now we have this mindset that I've been predi I predicted would happen. I've showed several videos of this happening, but here we are right here. Now we're not independent no mo. Now we're not independent no mo. Here we go. Okay, I just want to go on record and say, I feel like millennial women got set up. Growing up, we were fed all of this propaganda about being independent. We got Neil's Miss Independent. We got Destiny's Child, all my ladies who independent. Throw your hands up at me. Webby, I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? We were fed all of this propaganda about being independent. And you know what? Baby, I'm tired, okay? Where is Miss... I need someone to help me carry my boxes. Where is Miss? It snowed this weekend and I don't want a shovel. Now, yes, I am Miss Independent, <clears throat> but I would like to be retired. Who would like to retire me to be Miss? Have a man help her. See this. See this right here. This is exactly what the problem is. 
And I knew, I told you this was coming. I said, they're going to back away from feminism real quick. And all that it's going to take is an economic collapse. All right. The economy to crush them. Essentially, they're going to figure out they got trapped. You got, you got mousetrapped. The women in the workplace, and, and again, I know this is all talking points popular people have already talked about, but believe me, I've already talked about this a long time ago, and I wrote a book about it. It's called Devolution. I said, they're going to get mousetrapped. They just don't see it coming. By the time the normie realizes it, it's too late. And when I tell you it's too late, it's too late. It's too late. You're not getting out of this now. You can't jump out of it at 32 and 35. Now you don't want to be misindependent, and it's obviously why, because you can't afford it. You got mousetrapped. Elizabeth Warren, the two-trap, the two-income trap, right? So the two parents that work is a trap. She even said this, but she was a conservative Republican at the time, and that was before she flipped over to the liberals to swindle you like the most of them do, okay? And she walked away from it. She walked away from it. Now they're saying it. And I told you they were going to start saying this when I wrote my book in 2019. I said, they're going to start backing off. I was like, when the economy goes shitty, they're going to start backing off of this. And really, relationships are ruled by economy. That's it. That's the number one thing presiding factor of a relationship is the economics. So it's all transactional. And, and what's happening here? No matter how much money they keep making, they realize that the cost of goods keep rising. In their mind, they thought if they made more money, the cost of goods would stay the same. And this is why I keep browbeating you men. That's not how it works. If I got to pay people more, I certainly am going to have to raise the prices to be able to afford it. I can't just pay people more and keep the prices low. All right, I'm going to get eaten up. I want to make profit. I want to make money. I want, this is a cap. This is a business. So even if the cost of goods aren't worth raising the price, I certainly have to raise the price if I just fluff up everybody's income. And yes, has it gotten out of control? Capitalism, yes. People have uh, price gouging now. People are raising prices. There's stagflation, streetflation. All right, but people got to make money too. You're never going to put a business in a position where they're just going to choose to make less money. I'm going to choose to make less money by raising the income of everybody. And that's essentially what we've done with women uh, in most jobs. They're overpaid. And in fact, men are underpaid. Now we're in a situation here that it's almost impossible to survive as a single person, especially a person that's under 32. It is difficult. Like the young woman said earlier, it is extremely difficult to uh, support yourself um, today uh, as living alone. It's difficult. And then she even brought up the point of the labor that is required of a mate. Namely, she mentioned the slow snowblower, right? So when the snow, when it starts snowing and you're snowed in your garage, or you're snowed in your house, and you need somebody to clear your pathway, wouldn't it be nice to have a mate to do that? Yeah, but you said you didn't need one because you make $60,000 a year. I don't need no man. I have my own money. But yes, you need to put salt on your driveway. You're going to need a man. And in the same breath, the bait and switch is there. Well, I don't want to be misindependent. We were scammed into independency. However, I am still independent. Meaning, don't tell me what to do with my money. Don't tell me what to do. However, I retire from it. Like, how many more, how many, <laughs> how many more, like, how many bait and switches can she do? I want you to listen to it again. She's all over the place. She's pulling a scam. She's pulling a scam. 
This is a scammy woman, a scuzzy woman. And by the way, it's too late for her. I know people don't want to hear this. I think that woman is in her early 30s. I'm going to tell you, it's too late. I wouldn't save her. She dug a hole that she will not get out of by herself. But her dating pool options are decreased significantly. Now, she's going to say, well, look at me. I, I still look young. Who gives a shit what you look like? Again, the presiding principle is economics, and I'm sure she's in massive debt. But because women are saying they look younger, they can think they can still get a top-tier suitable mate. The chances are slim to none. But Slim just died. Let's listen to her again. Okay, I just want to go on record and say, I feel like millennial women got set up. Growing up, we were fed all of this propaganda about being independent. We got Neo's Miss Independent. We got Destiny's Child. All my ladies who independent, throw your hands up at me. Webby, I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E. Now, this is, and I already played the full video, so don't, don't at me about pausing it. So she's saying, and this is what I, this is what I really am critical of, of American culture in general, but black culture specifically, is they're highly influenced by the things that I keep telling you is propaganda. But you think it's entertainment. But then you call me propaganda and a conspiracy theorist. When I told you, most of black couples, your only view of successful relationship comes from Hollywood, movies, mythology, fantasy, and celebrity and entertainment. That's, that's where you get your prevailing view of successful relationships. Indeed, you call this black love. But that's not even, you know, uh, uh, the black community is not the only victim of this. Sex in the city for white women was the same thing. Okay, so, um, and I wrote about that in my book, The Evolution. But that's where you get your social cues from. Well, the music told us that's because you're an idiot. That's why. <laughs> right stop listening to music and stop guiding letting music guide you into your decisions gangster rap did that for black men okay now everybody wanted to be a thug even a reading rainbow ninjas running around here thugging and voguing at the same time stop taking your cues on what to do properly from the devil's music and the devil's movies stop doing that well i'm not gonna stop you but keep going and then wondering why you get mouse trapped well the music told us because you're an idiot. That's why. You're a normie. I don't take my cues from music. I'll get motivated from it. But I don't decide to do with my life. Based on music and BET movies and shit. And, and Tyler Perry. Because I know that ain't right. It's just fantasy. I don't take my cues from fantasy books and novels. And, and corporate machine. This is why I'm weird to you. And you're the weirdo. You take your cues from entertainment. I take my cues from good logical rational thought. That's why I'm a weirdo. That's why you think I'm weird. That's why you think I'm strange. Okay, but <laughs> here we go right here. Auntie, do you know what that means? We were fed all of this propaganda about being independent. And you know what? Baby, I'm tired. Okay. Yeah, basically, it didn't work out. I've been bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray. I've been propagandized. Of course, this was conspiracy. You know, when I wrote my book, The Evolution, there were still hardcore feminists that were came out about it right when the book came out. Right when the book dropped at the end of 2019 into 2020. When it came out, people were like, that's great. Today, not so much. You can read the book and go, God damn. Nobody would come out with it with the fervor that they did when feminism still was the prevailing thought. Now you have the economy getting 
uh, whipping ass and you had student loan debt coming back hitting your ass and you had COVID, now the book makes sense. But now, you know what, baby, I'm tired. You know what that means? I'm mousetrapped. I have no other option. You know what? This didn't work out the way I thought. I thought I was going to be CEO by 34. I thought I was going to be able to be my own boss, boss babe. And it didn't work. Now I'm tired. I quit. All right. I changed my mind. I want to go back. <laughs> yeah, that's all that means. Hey, where is Miss? I need someone to help me carry my boxes. Where is Miss? It snowed this weekend and I don't want to shovel. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the utility? Where's the utility? Okay, I do need a man after all. Uh, I got too many Amazon boxes to carry up the store, the stairs. I got too many groceries. Uh, where's the snow shovel guy? Where's the blue, uh, the blue collar guy? Where's the strong guy? Where's the big? Okay, I thought you didn't need no man. The money was gonna buy you out of this problem, right? My brother said this, my book was controversial when it came out, and it came out January 2020. Okay, a lot of those talking points were used by other content creators, all right? And I wrote the book, published, wrote it the entire 2018 and 2019, dropped it in 2020. Y'all didn't just have the nerve to say, I'm copying somebody when I wrote the book, <laughs> all right? The book was out before the red pill became mainstream. And if you look at Amazon and the comment sections, you saw the early feminist before COVID hit. It was like, this is misogyny. This is toxic masculinity. What are you talking about? Feminism is this. They was defending it then. They was defending feminism then. And it didn't take very long for all of that shit that I wrote in the book to come true. <laughs> it took less than three months for us to get a reality check. I thought it was going to be five years. But it was months before everybody had to look back and go, uh-oh. All right, but here we go right here. Where's the utility men? Where's the men who weren't getting sex by, who, where's the non-pookies? Where's the uh, band geeks? Where's the dudes I laughed at 15 years ago? Where are the dudes that never got sex and I'm going to make wait and pay for dates? Where are the guys who were the mathletes? Where are they at? <laughs> where are the guys who are going to shovel my snow? Oh, yeah, it, it happens real fast, man. Now, yes, I, I am Miss Independent. See, there you go, the contradictory statements. Well, in my mind, I'm still independent. So you still ain't going to tell me what to do, Ninja. Basically, basically, guess what? You, you're going to be a utility. You're going to do the work, the backbreaking. You're going to help me with these bills, but you ain't going to tell me what to do. This is the vicious cobra snake that I talk about here. I am Miss Independent. Obviously, you're not, and you need your nails done. All right, but that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> but I would like to be retired. Who would like to retire me? Nobody. Mm. By the way, why the long face? Who's retiring this? This woman had, I'm, I'm going to be nice. This woman has no chance out here in this marketplace. None. Will she get piped down? Yes. This woman will almost inevitably flop on the dating market. Just take a look. And she's young. This woman has another phrase that I said. I said the first 40 years is always a party. The last 40 years is always struggle and strife. 
This is the classic life of a feminist. It's a classic life of the moderate feminist, the woman that benefits from feminism, but then later on wants to switch gears when it's time to throw the Hail Mary buzzer beater. So let me be nice. This woman's going to flop around for the next 40 years. She ain't getting married anytime soon. Anytime soon. She's not going to get a financial lifeline or a life source anytime soon. She probably barely is going to get a blue-collar snow shoveler anytime soon. For the next 10 years, it's a wrap. Like, she, the, her, her prospects are not there. I don't care if she dates a younger man. He's going to be incapable of being what she needs because her need is great. Meaning that what happens when your need is great? You start raising the requirements to be satisfied. So when your need is minimal, you'll take minimal. I don't need much. I just need this. You're not in desperation. This is clearly desperation. So then she says, I need a great, she starts raising the needs. I need this, 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 and this. She makes $60,000 a year. Her bills are piling up. The snow's piling up in front of her garage. All right. She's seeing the student loan interest piling up. The pro- now she needs, got, she needs a winner, winner. She needs a winner. And most men aren't winners. But she's in, a mar- she's in a situation where she ain't winner material. So she's going to have to settle. Unfortunately, they don't want to settle. <laughs> right? That's where we're at. And what, what is the solution? Because people ask me this. Well, coach, what's the solution? My solution is not to solve society's problems that have been created by ignorant people. I think most people are ignorant. You created this problem. You solve it on your own. In the middle time, I'm going to solve my problems. Your problems are your problems. Mine are mine. You, I told you this a long time ago, but y'all didn't want to listen. Now that y'all ass is in a bind, now you want me to solve the problem. Now you want to listen. Y'all wasn't listening three years ago. Now you want to listen. Let me tell you something. The solution is the free agent lifestyle. I'm solving my problem. And I know to get out just in time before you desperate ninjas turn into thieves and criminals. Before these women that I live around that can't support themselves turn my apartment building into the damn Carter Hotel in New York City. Now it's New Jack City sitting around me. That's what ain't going to happen. What ain't going to happen is I'm going to let your kids grow up and target me because they out here hungry. But I could take your daughters and change her life, but you don't want me to do that. You think I'm a metaphile and a pervert. So here we go. Free agent lifestyle out here. That's where it's at. This shit ain't solvable at this point. But can we survive? Yes. Welcome to socialism, communism. It's happening. (laughs) It's coming. It's on its way. We're not going to credit card our way out of this. By the way, (laughs) <laughs> we're in a tailspin. Okay. By the way, the way we fixed this before, cleverly, because we were in this tailspin before and we bailed out twice. And when Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton changed what was 
impossible for people to get out of this. And he allowed us to be able to expand our credit use and to purchase homes. That was the Clinton administration. Okay, the George Bush administration, as he was a lamed up president, had to deal with the collapse of the economy, the banking industry, if you will. And what they did was came up with a bailout plan to basically put a Band-Aid across it. Bill Clinton allowed predatory lending in the mortgage, the mortgage um, house of cards. That's what it, That was his administration to get us out of the uh, recession that we were in in 1991 and 92 based on George H.W. Uh, Bush's politics, 12 years of Reaganomics. That was Bill Clinton's solution. And I'm saying this in a nutshell, okay? But then... That was a house of card that led to the housing crash in 2008. Then the banking industry started to collapse. And, oh, we ain't done yet. There's going to be a couple of other banks that collapse here in the relatively short future here. It's coming. But George W. Bush, as a lamed up president, had to get us out of that. And that led to the bank bailout. When Gen Z talks about what they were experiencing, this came from that. It came from the Band-Aids of the past that the boomers and Gen X's benefited from. When Gen X figures out, uh, sorry, Gen Z figures out why they can't survive, we sold them out long time ago with our bullshit. We sold them out long time ago. People told you the bank bailout was going to affect the next two generations, and they were babies at that point. That's why Gen Z can't survive. You're wondering what happened? This shit was a long time ago. This shit started back in 1991 and two, and in 2008. This didn't happen overnight. So if you think it happened overnight, you're ignorant. And I don't give a shit what you think about my politics. That's what happened. And they said it then. If you think what's happening with the boomers is brand new, they told you this was going to happen 30, 40 years ago about the boomers. They were going to be a massive strain on the social services. And they will. We're going to have to deal with it. They sold us out long time ago with their selfishness and their need to have McMansions in a lifestyle that they could not afford. And they were bailed out and bailed out and bailed out. Band-Aid, 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 Band-Aid. Feminism, feminism, feminism. Everybody thought they were going to just live off credit and credit is vital. We are a credit living off system. As soon as you cut off the credit, America doesn't work. As soon as you cut off the bank, America doesn't work. You need credit. Today, nobody has credit. Guess what's happening? You're struggling. Okay, same thing with feminism. Feminism was the black, the, a black hole, the abyss that mousetrapped women. Welcome to the club. Now you're going to be working forever. No, none of y'all going to be trophy wives and stay-at-home moms anymore. Most of y'all ain't even getting married. Kill that noise. You ain't even getting married anymore. Not that... And then some women are like, I don't want marriage. Well, you're going to struggle the rest of your life. That's definitely what's about to happen. Because you ain't going to be able to survive on your own. Can you not feel that now? I don't care what, guys, how much money you make. You still can't survive. <laughs> you can't even outwork. You can't even work. You don't even have enough hours in a day. I know people that have a job and they go to Uber and Lyft afterwards because they have to. They have to. They don't have any choice. Like, they can't even go on a date. They got to schedule a date and lose money driving Uber and Lyft. I know women like this. And it, it's not changing. I don't care what optimism you have. Yes, I'm doom and gloom. It's not changing. It's going to get worse. Like, we're going to need more money. 
We're going to need more credit. We're going to need couples. You're going to need two people to survive. Maybe three. That's where we are. Uh, we're not going to be able to be able to uh, be single the rest of our lives. You're going to get eaten alive. Eaten alive. All right? You're not going to be able to date your way out of it. Ladies, if you're dating 20 times a year, you guys are you're screwing yourself. You don't realize that that's, the, that's counterproductive. Gentlemen, you're broke dating 10 times a year trying to get $50 pussy. This is counterproductive. Like the ladies that go out here and date and complain about how much hair and makeup they got to spend. Ladies, uh, the, the monk mode that I described men going through, ladies, you need to go through two years not getting your hair and nails done and wearing makeup. Two years. That's the only way you're going to fix it. Are you going to do it? The answer is nope. You need to go two years without getting buying Sephora, two years without buying perfume, two years without getting your hair done or your lace front wig, two years of not getting your gels and your, and, and your nails and petties and manis, two years without massages, two years straight of looking like a donkey. That's what you need to go with. And I bet you you won't do it. Why? Because you think finding a man is going to be your plan, but you think finding a good man is going to be your plan where you're going to give him a shitty deal. Or you don't have to do what you need to do. I'm misindependent, but I need somebody to shovel this snow. You're not getting that anymore. All right, that's not readily available. That's not normal. It used to be normal 30 years ago, but guys aren't signing up for that anymore. This is just a reality. Again, what is the solution? My, I tell you, save yourself, gentlemen. And if you don't believe me, just look at my content from 2018 and 2017 and look at today. We're exactly where I thought we would be, but we're, we got there faster than I thought. <laughs> so I got the, we got there faster. Ladies and gentlemen, since we've entered the age of the monetized transactional woman, why would I marry? And guys, this is more feminism doing here. This is the devil playing. Women now make themselves monetarily available to men. The municipalities have now overlooked it and said, hey, these girls got to do what they got to do. Why are, why are men going to marry? Why are men going to marry? Why would they? When, when Punani is scarce, men marry. When Punani is available, men don't marry. <laughs> when Punani is scarce, meaning if all the women clamp down and do not give any, look at the black community. Black community is highly promiscuous, even though they're highly religious at the same time. But look at their situation. Less relationships. Punani's too readily available. They dish it out. They give it out. They give it out to who they want. They restrict it to who they don't want. When Punani is scarce, marriage increases. When Punani is readily available, it marriage plummets. Period. Um, <laughs> I'm hitting y'all with the hellfire brimstone. Take a look at this woman here. Oh, by the way, let me, can I play two more clips and then we'll, 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 we'll do the super chats. I'm going to play two more clips. Listen to this woman right here. Uh, these women are too plotting and scheming here with this marriage divorce. I'm oh, sorry. With marriage and divorce, um, that men have figured it out. We see you listen to this woman go through her divorce 
But listen to what she's trying to do. She's plotting and scheming. Listen to this right here. Shout out to Caleb Hammer. We haven't said anything. I kind of want to get us both kind of out of debt before we get out. We're going to use the dual income together to get each other out of debt? He's not my enemy. I know, but if we decide that we're not in it together for the end, yeah. are we using dual income, your income plus his income to take care of your debt? Yeah. So we're co-tackling? Yeah. Before we separate? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you've decided to go your separate ways, meaning like financially, we go our separate ways, kind of. I don't know. Well, he's still like my friend. Sure, but do your friends pay off your debts and do you pay off your friends' debts? I've asked him and he said he would help. Yeah, you I guys know. talked about financial splits with the divorce, the house, and. Well, the, well the house goes to me. When's the divorce? <laughs> I mean, they're literally trying to finesse the shit out of y'all. But they're trying to say, well, we're friends. I'm nice. But in the meantime, putting you in the worst possible situation. Now, women do this. This is how they think. Gentlemen, I'm not trying to hear change how they think. But this is how they think. By the way, this is a terrible human being. She's trying to portray herself as a highly moral compass and friendly. She's terrible. This is terrible. First of all, look at her. She let herself go. Second of all, they're going to divorce. It's already on the table. Divorce takes a long time. She's aware of that. She's trying to stay friendly because they're still in debt. Then she's saying, we're going to use both of our incomes to pay off her debt. Then when the debt is paid off, she's going to divorce him. When she divorces him, she's going to get the house that he helped pay off. Send it. <laughs> and child support and alimony. I would throw this woman smooth off a financial cliff. Guys, this is the hard ball that I tell y'all. Y'all got to be cold out here because men are not cold anymore. You scared of cold men. I would cut her ass off and send her into poverty and homelessness. I would cut her ass off and send her into poverty and homelessness. She would be committing financial suicide. I would throw her to the damn gators at this point. Because that's what she's doing to him. He's getting the rawest part of the deal. This is crazy, but you guys fall for this shit. Well, we're nice. We're friends. That's what she tried to use. Listen to this again. This is nuts. So his house he paid off. His her debt that he paid off with his income and in the divorce. What? And then, of course, alimony, what she's rightfully entitled to, what she rightly deserves. Oh, and also she's pushing the marital clock further and further into the future, well past the 10-year mark where he has lifetime alimony. Yeah. What? Dude, when they, I'm telling you, when you're dealing with women, men are in love, women are in business. They don't play when it comes to this game. You guys got to think about it and take the emotion out of it. This is filthy rotten. This is filthy rotten. And not only that, this man had to sleep with this woman for a period of time. That's an L in itself. Listen to it again. He getting the raw deal based on her uh, fr friendship. We haven't said anything. I kind of want to get us both kind of out of debt before we get out. We're going to use the dual income together to get each other out of debt? He's not my enemy. Yes, he is. 
you, if you're divorcing, you're an enemy. All right, listen, this is a lawsuit. Unless you do it without the law. If you do it with the law, this is called a lawsuit. This is called litigation. All right, this would be your an opposing side with opposing counsel and opposing needs. That is an enemy. All right, only enemies divorce. In, in fact, God hates divorce. I know, but if we decided that we're not in it together for the end, yeah. are we using dual income, your income plus his income to take care of your debt? Yeah. So Yeah, yep. We're using both of our incomes to pay off debt. This is a sick woman. She's sick. This is sickness. Brothers, not only that, she's probably physically sick. This woman is finessing the shit out of this guy. We're co-tackling? Yeah. Before we separate? Yeah. She knows she wrong, and Caleb knows she wrong. You guys got to start calling this out. She wrong as hell. Okay. I mean, you've decided to go your separate ways, meaning, like, financially, we go our separate ways. And that's what divorce is. We go our financial separate way. All right? We uncommingle funds. Our funds are commingled. Our names are commingled. Our corporate entity business, a.k.a. our government name and social security number, are commingled. We uncommingle those. So we're separate financially. But even Caleb is aware this ninja dumb. Kind of. I don't know. But he's still, like, my friend. Yeah, right. No, you're only friends with him for the finances. To get out of your debt. Soon as you get out of the debt, you're going to cut him off. All right, it's clear. Sure, but do your friends pay off your debts? And do you pay off your friends' debts? The answer is no. Nope. See, this is the thing about these relationships. You guys claim to be friends, but do friends pay their other friends' child support? Do friends pay their other friends alimony? Do friends pay each other debt? Do friends fornicate with each other sometimes? This is no friendship. She's usury. She's engaging in usury. Only because she or he once loved each other. This is evil. But you guys won't see it as this. This is evil. She's perpetrating a fraud. She's perpetrating a fault. She's finessing the shit out of him. I've asked him and he said he would help. Yeah. And, and you asked, do friends pay off each other's de debt? You said, I asked him and he said he would help out of obligation. He's being nice. And you know, you're an evil woman. All right. This is evil. And I know. talked about financial splits for the divorce, the house and. Well, the, well the house goes to me. When the house, of course, the house goes to you. <laughs> like. So now he pays off your debts and then he, he, he gives up the house because he's too nice. And by the way, she said nothing different than this woman. Where's the snowplower? Where's the guys that pay up the, uh, pick up the boxes? Usury. And they have no problems with this type of usury. And she said we're friends and she the whole ops. All right, uh, last one. Check this out. This is a woman that says, Cause yeah, we're gonna do last one here. Po uh, polyamory. I've been on record before Red Pill went mainstream, saying poly poly relationships will be the norm. In fact, we're living in poly relationships now. It's not even it's it's undeniable. Okay, we're we engage in poly, but we're in on paper monogamous. But I want you to listen to this young headscarf woman here with the onk and the all-seeing eye and the saggy breast. 
She says, this is what she says, a polyamory, one who engages in multiple loving relationships, mostly one man, multiple women. She says, my life as a solo poly person is extremely fulfilling and it takes work. Many of my relationships are at least four years in. I love love and I receive deep pleasure. I'm sure you do from pouring love in, into there, into there. Pouring love into there, into where? Being loved and maintaining loving relationships. It's a superpower of mine. Okay, Erica Badu in here. I don't, I don't congregate in poly groups. I don't always use all of the terms and labels that come with poly life. I know who I am as a poly person and what I want to experience with the people I choose to be in intimacy with. I mean, there's a lot of useless words in this paragraph. All right, she needs to take a course. It says, yes, sex is involved in many of these relationships. Probably money is involved in the other ones. And, of course, prostitution as well. And most of our time spent together is non-sexual. This year, my goal is to deepen my relationship with the folks I'm in love with by communicating more and spending more quality time. All right, so she does have this to say as well to add to this conversation right here. I'm probably as fuck y'all, but I know that many of you don't understand what that means. So I'm going to draw you a diagram to explain what my life looks like as a solo poly person. All right, before you start, sorry, I had to interrupt because it is a lengthy video. Just because you talk quiet and you have incense burning in the background and you have a headscarf and you have an unk and you have the all seeing eye, just because you're a spiritual and you have India Irie in the background, doesn't mean that you're, you're wise. You're wise. All right, this is a witch, and I've been telling you, a lot of these people are witches, okay? Um, they're witches on the down low, all right? But you guys don't know it. You guys need to see it. Just because you're smiling and you have sensual music in the background and you, you're, you got your flow tree going doesn't mean shit to me, but uh, let's continue. You can't fool me. So I am at the center and I am my primary partner. There are people who I'm exploring, people who I'm dating, my friends with benefits who I'm romantic with and sexual with, my lovers who I'm sexual with, my partners who I'm 10 toes down with, satellites who come in and out of my life and playmates who I play with in the kink and swinging spaces. My life is filled with so many beautiful people who love me, care about me, and all of our relationships are slightly different, but the love is the same. And when it comes to my sexual partners, of course, I am protecting myself by getting tested regularly. I'm currently on prep and I give my partners my test results and we talk about what our sexual experiences are to make sure that everybody involved is protected because if i were to do like other lines from certain partners they have connections to wives or husbands or other partners that they interact with so yes it looks like a lot yes i can keep up with it all yes i have calendars yes i make time for all of them yes we communicate that's a part of being poly Okay, um, as you can see, <laughs> as you can see, we are, and this is, seems extreme. I'm going to go back to the charts. Guys, it's, hey, you guys wanted to come back. And I'm sure that she's doing some escorting for some of these guys. We're going to go back and look at the chart. Um, I've been telling you, this has been our America. Uh, the black community is a microcosm of the entire community in general. What starts there 
it, it is it is ground zero for everything from culture to slang to mores to norms to lifestyle to uh rims marijuana weed <laughs> when ninja started doing weed they criminalized it then all of a sudden they was like there's a need for doing weed all right the white folks continue to do it we're gonna make it a business and them ninjas that's in jail for it they're gonna be in jail for 20 years i mean it's crazy what happens is ground zero of degradation is ground zero of a moral activity and shit like this. Again, I'm not judging. But the strong and independent was propagandized, started at ground zero in the black community with the black woman. Okay, so um, this is essentially once you start seeing it like this, know where it started. I mean, now the white culture has been doing it, but they keep that shit under wraps. Right, they be up in here. They do their eyes wide shut and swinging under wraps. They don't. They make you go private. They have masquerade parties and shit like this. Right, they have private group exclusion only. That's how they do their shit. All right, they fly overseas and don't do a damn vlog, and don't tell everybody to get their passport. They go over there and they go get some yum yum and they get some poke poke, and they come back quiet as kept. Mm. <laughs> but ninjas gotta broadcast this shit. All right, all the time. I get it. And yeah, she tried to portray it as, oh, it's healthy and there's boundaries and I'm going to make a Venn diagram. I'm going to make a diagram. <laughs> mm. All right, here we go. I got to see this diagram. All right, so Tioni is her name, Tiomi. And by the way, guys, this is, this is what a lot of women are doing. They're just not calling it. They're just not calling it. So solo poly. What is this right here? Exploring. Is that what that says? Exploring. I guess that's the person, TD, over there. There's the name right there. So who am I exploring with? I'm exploring with TD. Okay. Then I got dating. <laughs> so, so what, one, you're exploring. I'm telling you, women are master crafters at, at semantics, at gray areas. They're masters. Uh, you men are single mother raised. You try to do this to me, bro. And I'm like, do not come over here with your goofy ass semantics and charts. All right. So you got exploring and dating. Okay. So dating, somebody's paying. That's D over there. So he gets to pay for your date. Is he non-sexual? Is exploring sexual? Okay. All right. Let's go ahead. Who's next? Friends with benefits for ninjas. Jesus. So. They don't pay either, in essence. But the dating guy gets to pay. And what does exploring guy do? All right, okay, so you got the friends with benefits. You've been with them for more than four years. You got your here. You got lovers. Ninja. No, okay, the lovers. Here's the lovers. How many lovers? One, two, three, four, five, six. Are these the sugar daddies? I'm try I'll figure it out later. So the lovers are down here. They're separate from the friends with benefits. You see how women compartmentalize? You see how they do? I mean, you guys got to pay attention to this shit. I'm not talking to any other people. That means something, but that doesn't mean there's not many other people. But they always have different people provide different areas of masculinity as opposed to one. Even your girl. Yes. Okay, so here we go right here. Partners. These are non-sexual partners, I'm assuming. These are beta males. This is your orbit. So these are your partners or potential partners. All right, and there's the names associated with it. 
I mean, I can make this chart by myself. This is actually a good idea. I'm going to make this chart. All right, what are we doing here? Satellite? Is that what that says? Satellite. I can't see what that says. But I'm assuming it says satellite. I may be wrong. Maybe you can come up with what that says there. But there are, who is the satellite? Is that on orbit? What is that? Playmates. Playmates. That's separate from friends with benefits, I'm assuming. But these are your playmates. <laughs> Somebody said the CGA was right. Polyamory is their only option left. It is the only option left. One man cannot do it all. We're, we're past the point that one man can do it all. And I'm not even just talking about sexually. Because we talk about financially, emotionally, spiritually, um, satisfied by sex, monetarily. There's just too many angles that not many men can cover. Not One man can't cover all these needs. It's a hands like a man. Uh, where's the pay my bills, ninjas? I think these are the partners. The sugar daddies, either the satellite or the partners. These are the... These are the sugar daddies, possibly the playmates. Man, that's crazy. So there she is in the center, and there is the carousel. <laughs> satellite is the orbiters, possibly. I'm, I'm interested maybe what satellite, or, or, or is it long distance? Cam, yeah, maybe, maybe satellites are her OnlyFans whales meaning that the biggest guys, maybe that possibly is long distance internet. <laughs> look, and she's smiling too. She like, look at me. I'm nice. Niggas always gotta show they <laughs> All right, a gentleman. Hey man. And here's the deal. Y'all want me to save this shit. You guys want me to find the solution to this. I, I, I want to, I want you guys, cause you guys find my show. And some of you find my show reprehensible. Then you ask me, what's the solution? I'm going to ask you, you want me to solve for this? For real, you want me to solve for this? And guys, this is extreme, but this is not abnormal. You want me to solve for this? Is the Pandora's box is wide open. And by the way, I would love to see her chart for her entire life. Like, you know, what does your chart look like for your entire life? Because this chart, if she did this for the first, for the past 10 years, this chart would be a damn novel at this point. I can't solve for this shit. I can only say, don't hate the play, you hate the game. I can only say, save yourself. I can't, you want me to have a solution for this? <laughs> Coach, man, what are, we, what are we supposed to do? Ninja with the internet. <laughs> Hey, man, as long as they have a smartphone in their hand, there's no solution. As long as they got Instagram, no solution. As long as they got OnlyFans, TikTok, dating app, seeking arrangement, as long as they got uh, uh, Harry Hines, as long as they got Aurora, as long as they got politicians, as long as they got Figueroa, I can't solve for this. I know you think I'm strong here, but Jesus, gentlemen, there's no solution. 
There's no solution for this. And again, let's say this. How many, how many, and this is why they have mental health issues, by the way. All right, fornication is not good. It feels good, but it's not. Um, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. Let's get to these Super Chats and wrap this show up. We got a great show lined up for today. Shout out to, uh, who is this in here? Let me see. Shout out to Everett Walker. Thank you, man. Tuition, free agent lifestyle for life. The chocolatey champ says, how did she get him to agree to that? Again, she, and he, he's, he's talking about the Latino women or the, I can't even, I don't even know. She looks Latina. She, he agreed to it because he's being the nice guy. I, I don't play with women nice. Learned a long time ago. I play with them. They either toys and ladies. <laughs> For me, women are toys or I treat them seriously as if they are lethal. I'm not scared of them, but I know their bite is dangerous. Cobra! <laughs> that's how I deal with them I know they bite is could be lethal at any point you guys playing games with these people and I know y'all are just like well we bigger and stronger that means nothing out here the reason why he agreed to it is he's trying to nice him way his way out of it and he don't realize he's getting screwed uh, <laughs> right here and they don't got to take you to court. They don't got to take you to court to get to you lethally. Lethally. Uh, what are we doing here? Let me check this one over here. Zero fallout says the old, there's an old proverb, walls and shelter was not only meant to protect, it also hides the horrors of the world from people's eyes. That's a shelter, right? It hides the horrors, horrors from people's eyes. I think CeeLo Green said, I don't even know. I don't know if the gates were to keep crime out or to keep us in. Uh, there's a lot of things here that I could uh, discuss, man. Shout out to uh, No Government Name, SD says, Coach, that doom and glue. I already got that one right there. Dark Side Foundation, Coach, at the grocery store, I saw a tall young Brad begging for spare change in the parking lot. By the way, I just landed a new client for my consulting business to the idiots who caused this economy. Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. All right, but um, yeah. Uh, for people who think that that's going to be an immediate solution to the economy, like you're, the president, we're going to vote a new president in. I'm like, you guys are crazy, man. You guys are crazy. That, that ain't going to solve for anything immediate. Uh, but of course, desperation is great for politicians, right? If you're a politician, you want your people desperate. You want your fan base desperate. You want them clamoring. If we got to vote this person in, you want this shit. Because, you know, otherwise people will actually have to sit down and listen to what the other person wants. In fact, the 2016 election was a desperation election that got Trump in, right? People could not, they, they did not want Hillary in. They already knew what was up. 
They didn't want her, her in. All right. Uh, Obama was kind of in the situation where he kind of let us down. And everybody knew if we voted another liberal in, especially another woman in, right? Hillary uh, specifically, people desperately voted Trump in. Right? They were like, we ain't doing that. that that's what we ain't going to do. All right. I even did that. All right. When when I saw Hillary was running, I was like, I ain't I never voting for her. Trump, <laughs> just on that. Then the 2020 election was another desperate election, right? This is one of the most desperate elections I've been alive for. And I've been alive for, I've been alive for at least 12, 10. No, 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 wait a second. Yeah, 10 or 12. But as a voting age or a teenager, I've seen eight. So I've seen eight. This one was complete desperation, 2020. In fact, Joe Biden had, did not even run. He didn't even run. Like, he was, he was in a bunker the entire time. He didn't campaign. It was complete desperation that people voted him in. And the desperation centered around four more years of Trump. So people were like, I don't want that. So they desperately voted him in, and he never had to reveal what he was going to do. And he just had to sit back and smile and eat ice cream. So I thought that was a lot, a lot of ignorance by people where they voted based on desperation. This election will be another desperation election. And it's because people are behind the eight ball. People are looking for easy, they're looking for a quick solution. And at that level, there's no quick solution. There's none. The solution is 10 years down the line. So let's just say you thought Trump would be your savior. You vote him in. You're not going to see results until 10 years down the line. If, let's just say you don't want Trump and you vote Biden in. The, the damage he's going to do, <laughs> or he'll step down because he's not healthy. He'll step down and then we'll get, we'll get Michelle or Gavin or, or Kamala. If we desperately vote to keep Trump out and we desperately vote by it, the damage he's going to do will be seen in 10 years. Damage. Like both of them are really not a solution oriented people. But let's just say you put vote trumpet. You're not going to see the results until years down the line because he's got to undo a lot of shit. Biden is, will send us to the goddamn abyss at this point. It will be a wrap for your America today. I mean, your America will not exist in 10 years. Like it's going to be a different country. Period. It's going to be a whole different country. You're, gonna, you're not even going to recognize America in 10 years if Biden gets back in. Now, that's just my immediate assessment. But, again, do as you wish. But because you're desperate, you think one of these people are going to fix the economy tomorrow. <laughs> not for you, they won't. You know whose economy they're going to fix? Immigrants. <laughs> the cartel. Mexico. The border. That's who they're going to fix. And if you haven't, and if you deny me that, I don't know what to tell you. They ain't fixing your economy anytime soon. All right. Uh, anyway, where are we at? Kayla says, for the longest time, women have criticized men for wanting multiple women and are the same women going, are going to criticize others for their polyamory. No, they're not. That's kind of where I tell you the devil, the, we make deals with the devil and what happens is a lot of things that you see liberal women pushing in is what men probably did traditionally and or would have wanted to do. We probably at some point would want to have had multiple women and wives and multiple sex partners. Unfortunately, we were demonized for it because we are bad at 
We are bad at explaining what it is. We don't create definitions. We don't define words. We can't say it in a soft, subtle way. We can't smile. We just say, I want some more women. Then they can call us a dirty dog. What liberal women are very good at, and they are organized and educated to do it, is they can create the definitions, the words, the titles. They create the atmosphere to explain it in a not-so-aggressive way. They can play the music in the background. They can wear the unk. They can, they can make it spiritual. The liberal side are geniuses with this, and this is why the conservative and men lose. It's because we just say, we're men, so it's so. They say, no, you know, um, these are my mates. These are my partners. This, these are kitchen table mates. They, they have the definitions and the words so good that it's hard, to, it's, hard to, it's hard to unpack it because it's marketed so well. They present it in a way that you can't, <laughs> you can't call them a whore. You're a whore. You can't do that. You can if you want. But they'll be like, no, with the research and the next, they're clever with it. And they just repackage an old idea with a new, with a new term. And uh, the media, the now the regular liberal media is doing this today. What do they call it? Quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. Are you serious? There's a new term out, quiet quitting. That ain't new. But they just termed it something new, attached it to a generation of people, and then said it is so. Ninja, we didn't quiet quit it in, in, in a whole bunch of time at our job. Only for us to get beaten and replaced. <laughs> All right, and get fired. Uh, but again, that's kind of what it does. So shout out to Jahari, says coach. She said she does prep. Wait, she said she does prep. That's medication for people with HIV. Who said that? Really? She said that? Oh, I'm going to look back that. Somebody said food insecurity, girl math. Uh, name all of these phrases that they that they do, and then the culture bites on it because social media spreads so fast. And they was like, oh, there's a new term that's related to this. Sociologists, psychologists, social workers. Yep, soft girl era. And it spreads so fast, right, um, because we have social media, and it defines something, and then we put it in that little thing. Oh, I'm in my soft girl era. Oh, girl math. Okay, uh, guy math. And we take it and we run with it. Uh, that girl math thing spread like crazy. Right? It spread so fast. And that's an example of kind of what the liberal, this is all kind of Marxist as well. If you study Marxism, if you study Marxism, that's one of their aims and goals at divide and conquer. Right? Is to create phrases that causes confusion. I don't want to get too far into it. But that is a Marxist strategy to subvert from within and create chaos. So you have a generation of people fighting, boomers and Gen Z. Um, you have the women and men fighting. You have the black women and the black men fighting. Uh, you have, um, you know, the liberal and the conservative fighting. You have the people who are pro-life and pro-choice fighting. And you have the people who are uh, pro-gay people and anti-gay or at least not caring about gay. You have them fighting. I mean, you go all the way down the line. All they do is craftily market something and, and trigger you. <laughs> you have the red pill versus feminism, if you will. 
man, it's, it's it's a craftily crafted way. Um, and I talked about this as well. You can you can leave the stream if you don't want to hear it. They create a confusive, a confusing title. That if you object, you object against something that doesn't actually define your objection. And so it's 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 um it's psychological warfare. That's why people call it psyops. Like the Black Lives Matter is a confusing title. It describes a movement and describes a feeling. And so at yeah, um, and what it does is it, it puts you in a conundrum. Because if you say I'm against the movement, you're against the people. But then you say, but I'm for the people. So you have to accept the movement. It is quite the conundrum. And it was not by accident. That was purposely and and it was perfectly purposely created. And then also the people that were the foot soldiers and the people who would abuse people with this conundrum, you would have to, they would bully you. <laughs> they would bully you. Are you Black Lives Matter? You're like, and then they'll have people behind you ready to light up your old store. And you're like, I'm actually not Black Lives Matter, but I, I like black people. No, you have to be Black Lives Matter. And you're like, no, nah, but I don't like those people over there. They're, they're, I'm against them. Well, you hate black people. No, I don't. You see, it's a conundrum. If you're black, it's even a conundrum. You even have to say, well, I'm, I'm against the movement, but not the, the theory. Like, this is a conundrum. Similar conundrums are... Um, um, pro-life, pro-choice, where you have to decide, are you pro-life or pro-choice? Well, <laughs> how do you become, how, do you, how are you in the middle? Is it circumstantial? Is it situational? Is it when it affects me or when it affects you? Is it a financial issue? Can I consider a certain thing? Nope. You have to be either or. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. This wordplay is psychological warfare. Like, makes you go crazy. Okay, well, I support Trump. Well, you're a MAGA. You're a MAGA. I'm not a MAGA. I'm not a MAGA. Because MAGA is associated with a certain group of people, rednecks or people who are extremists. So then, I'm not, I, but I like Trump. I'm going to vote for Trump. These MAGAs, and you're like, well, I'm not a MAGA. <laughs> like, it's so much psychological torture, and we've been accepting this psychological torture. We accept it. And we fight over it all day long. And it's somewhat ridiculous. And it, the social dilemma, the social media dilemma, even just magnifies it. Um, anti-vaxxer is another conundrum. Anti-vaxxer. And these words didn't come out of nowhere. You're an anti-vaxxer. Not really. <laughs> I actually have 15 vaccines in my system. I had to go to public school, so... I don't mind those. This one, I would want to wait for the information before I took the poke. Oh, anti-vaxxer. You see what I mean? And you're like, well, I'm not actually. Or you're against the vaccine, right? Well, yes, I am. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to take this one. Anti-vaxxer, this guy. Mm. <laughs> you're like, and you can't talk about of it, man. I tell you, man, this is crafted. This is, this is cleverly crafted. Somewhat diabolical conspiracy theory as opposed conspiracy theory is another one. If you don't believe kind of like the lockstep normie view conspiracy theory only for three years to pass and the conspiracy theory is somewhat true. But even if that time passes, the fact that it's too late to even do anything about it, people really don't acknowledge it. And so then the next conspiracy theorist and the next one, 
These things are warfare, wordplay, warfare, subversion, and so forth and so on. Sell out. Uncle Tom, like they got you by the balls. <laughs> yeah, anti-science, anti-vax. I mean, it just is really, really, or uh, even normie to the point at this point is psychological warfare. Anyway, somebody says she does prep for HIV. Anybody know what that is? Like, I don't even know. I know that there's some sort of prep for HIV or social STDs. I don't know what about it. I don't know much about it. So she's taking things to prevent it. Yeah. Misinformation. How about this? Um, um, if you're against the border being open, you're a racist. I mean, it's so wild. And it's like, I don't, I'm not a racist. I just don't want massive immigration. But if you want massive immigration, you're on the moral side. Shout out to uh, Mark A says she's got to survive. She's got to do what she got to do to survive. And he says, coach, you said, but some of us just don't want to hear it. Life will teach you what you refuse to learn. Indeed, it will teach you. And I always will say wisdom suggests that if you know it in advance, you can prepare for it. But if you ignore the signs, you're going to get hit straight in the nose. Which one you want it? And it's too late to change it. Kayla says career women raise the standards, their standards with men when they're worse mentally, worse with their femininity, loud and obnoxious, high body count, declining fertility. They're not worth it. Again, I always say it's too late. And my ideal, do you guys want to hear, oh, you have a prevention of HIV. A real man, psychological. Uh, somebody has a prevention for HIV. Um, I'm not fully aware of what that is. Anybody want to know how I would solve society's problems? Let me know. Put a one in the chat if you want me to provide a solution that you, that if you want me to verbally say the solution. Now, remember, when I give a solution, and I've given you thousands, I mean, I've given you way too many, it's ridiculous, but I'm going to verbalize it. What's the solution? I got one for you. Now, remember, when I give you a solution, if you don't like it, you can't say, well, that's not a solution. See, that's where your problem is. Your problem is I gave you a solution that you don't like, and I gave you a thousand that you keep objecting, objecting, objecting. But guess what? Your problem keeps getting worse and worse and worse. I'll give it to you. No, not save yourself. I'm going to give you a practical solution. I'll give you the most practical. <laughs> no, not free agent lifestyle. I'm going to give you the normie, what would work for everyone. I'll give it to you. Kaylin says a man has multiple women. A man having multiple women indicates or should indicate to others that women. Okay, I already got that one. I'll give it to you. Somebody said forced arranged marriages. Yeah, I mean, you're you're on that, but I'm gonna give it to you. No government name says women being pop women been poly since the 70s. There's always a friend zone guy popping in to help out and get close. So this is the beta orbit. And I yes, you're absolutely right. They've been poly. I'm gonna get to as many super chats as I can before I get too far back. All right. Um, and I'm gonna give you the solution. Hang tight. Aaron guy says if a woman wants a dominant male, she just wants to be clapped out. Facts. If you want to know what this tall, six-foot-tall thing is and muscles, this is just her wanting to submit. And she can only submit to a man that she feels can dominate her. That's, that's the basis of the six-foot-tall. All right, but they can't say, I'm a sexual deviant. 
All right, so she just wants somebody that she feels can maul her, beauty and the beast, that can dominate her, that can pick her up. All right, that's all that is. It, it's Everything's money and sex. It's nothing greater than that. Every, everything's money and sex. There's no greater explanation than money and sex. Follow the money, follow the sex. Or intimacy. Women seem to be triggered by sex. Intimacy. Everything revolves around those two, two, two central issues. That's it. What's the money about and what's the sex about? That You'll solve every problem by thinking about that. Because <laughs> those are the two prevailing thoughts that people have on their mind at all times. How do I survive? Money and sex. That's it. That's what it boils down to. And anybody that wants to go any further than that, you're, you're, you're doing too much thought. Even war. Even if, in fact, a country goes to war, it's money and sex on the table. <laughs> all right. AKA money resources and availability to the women. Sex. <laughs> Somebody said my econ professor said that. It's the bottom freaking line. I know I'm going on too long here, but I, I got too much to teach. It's the bottom line. Marriage. What is it about? Money and sex. If you remove money and sex from marriage, there's no marriage. <laughs> right? There's no, is nothing else to explain. Somebody said no coach infrastructure, money, <laughs> money, sex, infrastructure, drugs, drugs, money, right? A country invades the other. Well, they were the enemy drugs, <laughs> AKA money. There's this, all that, 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 that is the, look, it's the, you can create a pyramid. Money and sex is number one. If you want to say drugs, infrastructure, those are the next line down. But you need money and money and sex first. That's it. That, that's the top two reasons of everything we do. All right. Um, anyway. But then when you want to add these others, they're down the tier of the pyramid. They matter, but it's not number one. Number one, number two, money, sex. What about procreation? Sex. <laughs> procreation. Sex. Don't overthink it. Procreation requires sex. Money and sex. That's the top two reasons for every damn thing. He said, what about procreation? That will require sex. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. All right, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. Dating, money, and sex. That's what you're... That's what you're trying to withhold and negotiate with. The money and the sex. All right, what, I'm not going to give up the sex too early. I'm not going to give up the money too early. That's your entire negotiation. All right, here we go. All right, anyway. Uh, let me see here. You can solve everybody's problems with just coming to that conclusion. Then we can figure the rest out. Here we go right here. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. Uh, Tucson says, thanks to your locals, the JUCO is litty. Seminole says, I think we, I think what separates 50 from the rest is that I heard he grew up or didn't have a lot of time with his grandpa, probably picked up hella gems. All right. I think you mean, did he did have a lot of time or he didn't? The Mighty Bull says, you got a great story. Looking forward to the movie. Indeed. David with the Y says, talk yo ish coach. Nate Bitt says it started in 75 with Nixon and the adaption 
to fiat currency, you're right. But a lot of us weren't around around then. I was born in that year. But a lot of us weren't around. But, yes, it started there. And even further than that, 1913 with Woodrow Wilson. So uh, the issues we had today has started a long time ago. It didn't just happen overnight. But your awareness happened to it overnight. Rob Sawyer says men, he says, don't be mad at them. They have a use. He says you use a rake for leaves, a shovel to shovel, and the 304 as 304s, don't save them. Focus on yourself. Stop being weak after 28. They're uh, looking for a sucker. Indeed. After 28, they're looking for a goofy. Floyd Holt says the Atlanta black female DA that went after Trump is now being investigated right now and could lose everything soon. Um, I actually talked about that, that Trump has insinuated she's had a relationship with some of the gang members that she's prosecuting. And in fact, maybe possibly the YSL case is connected to her possible relationship with one of the YSL gang leaders. The shit is wild. All right, it's wild. But I wouldn't put it past them because they all deal with pookies. They all deal with pookies, especially the, and that's alleged, the Milana DAs. They all deal with pookies. So yeah, she, it's not out of the realm of possibility that she was a, before she was a lawyer or while she was a lawyer, she was dealing with pookie ninjas. And now she's trying to prosecute them out of some jelly she shit. That, that, that is not a surprise. That would not surprise me. Like, who, who would be surprised by that information? <laughs> right there, we go right here. Shout out to Jay Flo says, a little chicken bone for the offering basket. He says, appreciate what you do, coach. A true master of the game. Coach gang, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Justin O says, Michael B. Jordan and others are examples of black men who are winners, but BWs didn't want them. They shock, they shock, I think you mean they're shocked whenever they don't date black women and date non-black women. KS exposed these old bags. Shout out to you on that one. And yes, I think a lot of guys who are invisible when the pookie are popular, then these guys become popular later. They late bloomers. And then the women want to roll in and say, hey, you're a winner now and go to those guys. And when those guys say, no, I've had a negative experience with you, then we're the problem. Last point. Last point. Um, how do we solve this problem? This is what I would do. And I would have to convince the normies to do it. It would take 25 years of me being your fearless leader. You would have to listen to me. Of course, there will be some corruption. I will be putting hands on hips. And it will require me to have a harem and a concubine. But that makes me the great Coachellini. All right, everybody salute. All right, here's the deal. How I would solve this problem. And this is the basic way to solve this problem. Yes, you, you could say arranged marriages. I've actually... Uh, use that as a solution, forced arranged marriages. But 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 that is uh, a lot of people will manipulate that by the women staying on the carousel long enough and still trying to force them way force their way into a high value partner. Hey, I don't want to go with him. All right, but she's in a need of desperation. This is what I would do. This is what I would do. I would, I would make it so that in the prime fertility years for women. They were not told. This is if I wanted to fix it. Now, this wouldn't fix the problem of control and orientation of the people. This actually would give power to the people. I would say, if you wanted to pursue your career, you would do it after your fertility window. That's what I would say. 
All right, that's a, that's an easy normie solution. I think that would probably be the easiest solution. It would it would not pigeonhole people. It would not imprison people the way we're imprisoned and, and able to be controlled. If you wanted to control, if you wanted the family structure to be able to be the center of the universe in America, I would make it so the women would not trade their fertility in for career. I would make it so that we would accept that women would actually create the family first then choose to go to the career second and that would make them more independent. That wouldn't put them in a conundrum. That wouldn't make them make a choice. Now they're always going to think they're getting the short end of the stick, but what will happen is their, their career would not be centered around them being the primary earner. There wouldn't be this competition. She'd actually not probably would not have to earn as much. Doing this, she would actually have to earn as little. She wouldn't have pressure to earn. She wouldn't have pressure to try to earn fast and get herself into debt, pay it off, and then find a mate. I would actually make her, not make her, both people forcing into relationships where the prime fertility years are not trying to match up with the prime earning years. That's what I would do. That, that would be the normal acceptance where the women wouldn't have to make this choice of trying to avoid this and avoid being controlled so that if she had her one, two, or three kids, this is how you increase the population and strengthen it, she focuses on the family, then once she's 30, she could buy her way out of the independence. The family's already grown enough. The kids are 10. She can leave the kids with the father and not have to fight over custody. She has a career now. She can have her career work from 30 to 70. Like she is going to, guys, she's going to work anyway. And by the way, she's going to probably um, struggle doing it the opposite way. Then she doesn't have to find a partner and all this shit. And Ninja, you can pay your way up and get the woman early in her fertility. Ninja, you got to pay your way up. You want the early, fer- here's another fertile group of women. All right, because then it, put, it puts the onus of, do I want to do this or not? All right, she could do it up front or she could choose to not do it and, and suffer the consequences. All right, but that's where we are now. But she can do her biological imperative. We can have an increased population, healthy increase. We can boost up the fertility rate. We can actually have the focus on the family. We don't have to have this stress and strife. We would eliminate divorce the way divorce is today. We would allow the divorce later on and then allow her to buy herself into freedom. That's it. And she could be free. She could be independent. She can actually... You know, but but what they're doing today, they're double dipping. They're double big dipping in traditionalism. And so people say it's a way worse option. Now, remember, I'm going to tell you. I, I gave you a solution, you bitch-ass ninja. <laughs> right? Now, if you don't like the solution, shove it up your ass. <laughs> all right? Anyway, I already gave you one. But the fact that you're going to have it all is what's messing us up. But you guys want to have it all but you're getting nothing. All right, enjoy it. You want to have it all, but you're actually getting nothing. When at the end of it, you would actually have at least a part of what you want. Is it a perfect solution? I no, no there's no perfect solution. There's no perfect solution. <laughs> you jackasses, you guys want to have your cake and eat it too. You guys want a perfect solution, and you got the worst solution possible right now sitting in front of you. Oh, you were agreeing? You were agreeing? I shout out to you. You were agreeing. 
I said it. You can't complain about it, Ninja. Hey, it is what it is. Oh, by the way, in the middle of it, I will have the best selection of women. So um, I'm selecting them first. <laughs> the solutions only trade-offs. Oh, you were reading a comment. Shout out to you. Okay, he was reading a comment. I thought you were talking about me. But it makes too much sense, so nobody would do it because women are always trying to compete with men. But this way, you don't compete with men. All right, just worry about you. All right, but you can't do that because they're always looking for what's not fair. And they were like, that's not fair. That's not fair because guys, life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. But I will get, I will get the first selection of women. I'm, I'm going to take them right off the top, Ninja A. Any socialist program, they're going to take them right off the top. So, um, so, um, you know, I'm going to get the first choice at the wives. I'm going to break them in. I'm going to break them in. I'm going to put hands on hips. <laughs> mm. All right. I'll send the rest down to you. Trickle down Greganomics. I will send some girls down to you. I will be keeping the ones with the best feet. You know what I mean? I will sample. I'm going to touch on them. I got to, you know, I get first shot. You know what I mean? I will. I'll work them in. I'll break them in to you. I'll break them in for you. I'm going to break them in. That's part of the solution. I just, you know. Read the fine print. That's at the bottom. All the fine Latinas and the fine flatbacks and the fine chocolatey sisters and the women with the pretty feet and the fine thickies and the pogs. And I'm going to touch on them first. I'm going to get them. I will put hands on hips. I will. Y'all going to get it. You getting the leftovers anyway, so might as well know who started it. You know what I mean? Won't start no shit. Won't be no shit. I, I'm the first one. Just... If y'all agree, y'all agree. Yeah, I'll put it on them first. <laughs> all right, anyway, man. <laughs> I'm going to test it out and see if she's ready. All right, put a line them up. Natasha, come on down. Here we go right here. Let me put some hands on hips. All right, you ready? All right, you know. You know. Anyway, shout out to the Coast Gang. I think I got everybody. Oh, shout out to our brother, Devon Mitchell. Appreciate you, sir. For being here at the late hour here. And uh, what time is it? Boy, I got to get moving here. I got to get moving. Let me check the the queue just before I get out of here. Shout out to uh, Sheldon says, how did she get him to agree to all that? Okay. Oh, you were talking about that. Already hit that. Already hit them flatbacks. All right. What are we doing here? And then this one, no government name. I got you. Shout out to the coach gang. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>